if I, I go, if I like take my kid out in the woods, I'm, I'm gonna teach him how to do him or her or they. Um, <laughs> Leaked document contradicts China's official narrative on Wuhan wet market. Um, and then the next one after that is watchdog group calls on Trump Congress to impede China's quote organ genocide. Speculatively, one hundred percent opinion well, well, and speculation. I'd like to pose a question to you guys first: Is why did that building have that much fucking ammonium nitrate? Welcome to the salt of the streets, coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information, and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talking, real topics, real people, real problems, think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause right, that's the what, what's that? Up, oh, let's get ready. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back. The Salt of the Streets podcast. <laughs> this is Saturday, August 8th, 1.20 p.m., episode 91. <clears throat> and welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary and all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavors to bridge the gap between people and information. Side note, I heard Ben Shapiro try to rip that shit off this week from us. Motherfucker! So as always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I am Donovan. And we are joined by a very, very, very extra special guest today, our man Zeke. Coming at us from a completely different time zone. Um, yes. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, I'm so excited. This is the first like real hardcore long distance guest we've had, and I'm hoping it's going to sound this good for you guys in the end. But it sounds great. In my headphones. It well, sounds like you're right here, Zeke. He's also like one of the OG listeners. Like when we first started, like putting stuff out. I don't. Oh. I. Zeke, did you reach out to me? Is that did you discover our content, or did I ask you to listen to it? How did this come about? Actually, I just saw you uh, like uh, posting it on Facebook a while back, and I was like, "Fuck, let's see what's all about." And I just, I really fucked with it. I, I'm not gonna lie; like, I started listening to you guys again, like from episode one. I was like, "Holy shit, this is like you guys have made leaps and bounds and improvements, just constantly improving." It's it's really remarkable to see where you guys came from, but like. Yeah, like, I just, it was crazy. I, I appreciate oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I listened to, I think I watched one of our videos, like, <laughs> like a week ago. I watched one of, like, our, one of our very first ones. It was one of our pre-shows. Yeah, the and first we, pre-show yeah, style. Yeah, and we were, like, setting up, you know, like, at my table in our, in my dining room and shit, and I was like, good God. That's like, I know so that's, funny. yeah. That's the type of shit we'll look back on and be like, Jesus Christ, I can't yeah. believe that. <clears throat> but I love that it's out there, though, because... We go back and listen to episode one, as cringy as I think it is now. Man, that was that was some real stuff we we got on there in the beginning. The show now almost is totally unrecognizable from what it was. Yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Donovan's view on guns just fucking made leaps and bounds on that. (laughs) I think that's like the biggest measure. We talk about that all the time. The insane difference. Mm -hmm. Um, That's. Anyways, yeah. 
Yeah, what are we going to talk about today, Donovan? I didn't bring um, up the uh, I didn't bring up topics like no, that's, that's all right. Um, we are going to talk. Well, we're going to talk a little about the protests that have been going on. You know, uh, the riots that have been going on in Portland because uh, it's what's today's day seventy. I think 70, seventy, seventy or seventy one, something like that. Um, you know, whatever it was last week plus fourteen or what the last episode yeah. plus fourteen. That's that's what there it is. is. Um, and. <laughs> So we're going to talk about that because we've now seen some people whose lives have been taken, um, you know, in these protests, people who are there. Um, and I don't, that sounds very ominous. We've seen some people who are protesting. So uh, one guy specifically who was there with a firearm, there was an altercation and he was killed. Yeah. Um, and so we've seen some things like that. We've seen people who are in their cars that have been attacked. You know, I saw the guy in the truck, they were like going at, they parked oh, yeah. the bike in front of him and all that shit. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk. Showed up at Miss Lady's house. Eesh. House. That yeah. was weird, but. We'll talk about that. Um, we are going to talk about child trafficking a little bit. We talked about that during the pre-show a little bit, um, just in reference to, like, Ghislaine Maxwell, the shit that's been going on, some things that have come out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a lot about China today. A lot um, about China. And we are going to talk about China in broad terms, kind of the way that I think we've been dreaming about talking about it for a long time. Yeah. Um, and... I'm going to get very passionate and animated, probably. And I think, so I was thinking about this, and if it's okay with you guys, I think the best way to address it might be through, like, through the different ways that are affecting America, right? Like, through yeah. economics, and then through, like, the social structure, and then through national security. Like, I think that might be the easiest way to go about it, and then just kind of hit different things through there, you know? Because yeah. there's, I mean, if you look at all those things, there's, like, a probably 10 or 15 different ways under all of those branches that... They're yeah. trying to affect America. You know what I saying? think that's part of the problem when it comes to China is for for a layman to understand China, it involves a lot of research and a lot of understanding about looking into different trade deals and different it, – it requires a lot of research to do. So I think the way you laid it out is a great way to kind of approach all these different subjects. Yeah. About why they're important and how they – why we should be talking about them and why – Things are escalating the way they are, and that so sounds, on and so forth. Does that sound good to you, Zeke? Oh, yeah, sounds perfect. Um, and Zeke is kind of my resident China guy. Like, I talked, I mean, you're obviously the the salt of the street China guy. That's like your, you, China and Russia are your big focuses. But, yeah. like, Zeke and I speak, cons- yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But Zeke and I speak consistently about China. I mean, I'm more um, or less newer to the China game, and yeah. I've been. Because it spawned off the back of the Russia game. Yeah. Because I, I was a Russia guy for a long time, and now I'm a Russia and China guy. Zeke's deep into China. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Because it's very important. <laughs> Sending me articles from, like, the Japan Times, sources and shit that I've never even considered, like, trying oh, to find. Dude. Yeah, deep international shit that he's like, Remember but have you seen this? And I'm like, fucking no. Of course no. not. <laughs> no, of course I haven't seen that. Our media only covers certain things here, man. Yeah. Uh, I picked up. Like, we... For, Zeke, you don't know this, but we have a lot of random like newspaper editions throughout the studio, and one of them is a Japanese Times that George's dad sent. Oh you, yeah, right. I picked that up the other day, and I was just looking at some of the first like stories. Like, oh wow, I totally forgot about all this. There's so much popping. And they're th- they're yeah. right next door. They're tapped into it, man. It's been a crazy year. Like I, I was just a few weeks ago was listening to something and. 
probably some podcast or something they were talking about like uh like the impeachment was happening in january you know and i was like no shit <laughs> right <laughs> no fucking way like there's no way that was just in january i feel like uh, it's been so long since then you know well back to back it was it was impeachment and then coronavirus yeah it's like oh we can't win oh but uh all, all that shit it just kind of you kind of missed a lot of shit during all those impeachment processes. Like, did you guys hear about what happened in uh, New Zealand, by chance? Go ahead. So, back in 2019, I had no fucking clue this happened, but in 2019, uh, there was actually a mass shooting in two mosques. Oh, yes. Was, uh, yeah, I, yes. I, I had no clue about that shit. I yeah, think live, live stream and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had the privilege of watching that shit during my uh, surface protection class oh. in South Carolina. That was absolutely disgusting. I can't and, even imagine. Yeah, like, you, you would think people would leave the building. Nah, this guy was just mowing people down who were in corners, and he had a ridiculous amount of time. I don't want to get into the, the details of it, but... Man, <laughs> like yeah. people need people need people need to rethink like how you you know what, what do you say uh, like follow the information like in an active shooter active shooter situation you don't go into a corner I just oh yeah that needs to be re- that that needs to be rethought oh yeah yeah yes I mean I wouldn't I don't I definitely wouldn't blame those people like that because there's got to be you know, a lot of shock involved. And just being completely, you know, confronted with a, an unreal situation. While and, you're in church. Yeah. Right. But if you're not trained to, to know what to do there, then, yeah, you're going to freeze up. You're going to do something stupid and you might end up dead. I think, uh, actually, I was listening to a podcast this morning, Zeke. I don't, I want to say it was probably the Ben Shapiro show from Friday. And there was a, uh, an ad read, I think, for the, uh, the American Concealed Carry. Association USCCA. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I guess part of signing up for that comes with like a free course in how to handle an act- active shooter situation if you're involved. Hmm. And it might be more geared toward the concealed carry guys, but it's you just bringing that up made me remember that. Well, and I've always found it very interesting. And Zeke, you can speak to this because we went to school together. There's a lot of people. Um, especially under kind of the new narratives of gun control, you know, that are like, how dark is it that our children are going through, you know, mass shooter drills in school and they're going Mm. through, you know, active shooter drills in school and stuff like that. And I understand being bothered by the fact that that's necessary, you know, but um, having grown up doing those things since, I mean, probably kindergarten, I think, is we started doing that type of stuff. Lockdown drills, for sure. Whether or not they were called intruder drills or active yeah. shooter drills, they were certainly lockdown drills. And there, it was always announced over the intercom, like, there's somebody on campus. This is what they're dressed like. Everybody needs to stay in the classroom. So, you know? Yeah. And so, I, I have always felt that I would much rather my son have an idea of something to do rather than just be scared shitless because we just would like to hope that that would never happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't personally feel like I was negatively impacted by being made aware that this is a possibility that could happen one day, you know? How do you, what are your feelings on that? I mean, at the time I was fine 
with with that thought for sure. But after seeing what happened to those people, I was just like, those. those I mean, those were just they, they weren't just like men and women; they were children and. Mm. Yeah, you know, and and I don't mean was, not to interrupt was, you, but I don't mean necessarily the way that we were taught, but that they're taught something. Right. I, I certainly agree that maybe the method, what we're taught is not the best thing, but just the idea of having the information of what to do, you know, um, not debating what that is, because I have no fucking idea what the best thing to do in a mass shooter just drill. The right. That the training right. Exists. Right. But to have some information rather than we're just not going to do any type of drills or any type of preparation because we'd like to hope that that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Right. So. I, I guess it's kind of a tough one. I, I, it, is, it is tough, but I, I, I'd have to say I follow what the military would say, which is run, hide, fight. Mm-hmm. And that's probably something that they should probably teach, teach kids. Now how, how they would muster or like how, how they would meet in some undisclosed location. I don't know how, how that would work, but um, I guess in the grand scheme of things, I guess you, you would be, You'd be right. Like it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to, it's hard to say like we want that to, to take place because right. it's like, well, then we're kind of admitting that it's you're putting that seed in their brain. But at the same time, if it's happening, it's happening, and well, it, we, yeah. it wouldn't hurt to train because it wasn't but, like like school shootings weren't happening in the, with the same frequency when we were in school at, or at least when we were young in school as they were as we started to get into high school and out of high school you know yeah. towards the end it felt like this shit was happening all the time you know and like when we got out of high school it felt like it's just constantly fucking happening whether or not that's the reality that's what it felt like you know and it wasn't it was extremely rare when we were growing up that something like that was happening. Like there was one at Armanjar, you know, when we were in school um, that was accidental, you know, it was like a child who brought a gun to school and accidentally shot somebody. Um, there's like, so I, I don't know, you know, I agree. It's, uh, it's tough. Ideally, I would like that, that that would never happen, you know, but in a world where that does exist, mm-hmm. you know, where people can't always be expected to responsibly secure their firearms so their children and their family don't get access to them, you know, I would rather yeah. my kid know what to do or have an idea of something to do rather than just shit his pants and have to sit there yeah. and hope he doesn't die, you it's know. Like, if I, I go, if I like take it. my kid out in the woods, I'm, I'm going to teach him how to do him or her or they. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know i'm gonna teach you about like what do you do if you get attacked by a bear yeah right knowing that okay ideally you're gonna do everything right beforehand so you don't get attacked by a bear or a cougar or something like that but like i want you to know what to try to do if that were to happen odds of it happening are very very extreme but it might just like with school shooting, a little different, obviously, but it's the same concept, I think, of uh, the Boy Scouts, you know. Do you think, not, not to make light of the situation, but do you Word. think there are more bear attacks or school shootings every year? Ooh, I don't know. I have no concept. Probably more bear attacks. No comparison. It doesn't tell us anything, but I'd be interested in knowing what the numbers are. <laughs> well, well, see, the problem is with, with you know, you think about, at that point, you have a Lethal statistical problem. Attack. You have a, st- a statistical problem because the amount of people that are going to even open open themselves up to be attacked by a bear is going to be incredibly smaller, I would imagine, than you the amount are, of kids that go to school. You think there are more students 
that attend school every year than there are people who do wilderness type shit every year. That would be in an area with bears. With bears right. okay. that are doing because you can do yeah. a lot of stuff outside. You just but there aren't bears. Yeah. Really. I mean, and every now and again, there's. A, I mean, we see it all the time on like the Facebooks or something. Somebody in California will like come home or something like or go out to their car and there's a fucking black bear walking down the street. I mean. Right. Most of those so, don't end in an attack, but they could as well. So there's always a chance, obviously, for animals to, like, wander out of their general habitat. Yeah. But there are places in America where there's, like, we don't have bears here. Oh, like don't, that's a- don't ask me that. I would imagine. <laughs> I there's know. a I lot of like environments. Bears are super common here. You know? there, are, there are a lot of, like, Do desert environments and stuff where I don't think bears. Fatal bear attacks annually. There you go. Literally few. Yeah. Mm. But the odds of you being attacked by a bear are significantly higher than the overall number of attacks per percentage of population because there's a very, very, very small fraction of that population that actually exposes themselves to that every year. Okay, so I want everybody to answer this question. It's totally random, so it's okay if you don't have an immediate answer for it. Are you on... Okay, not on a daily basis because we're not always in the woods, right? Right. But are you... Don't. Don't. Just wait until you hear the question. <laughs> but are you actively more concerned that you would be in a situation in which there would be an active shooter? Or are you more concerned that you would be in a situation where you would be in a potentially dangerous altercation with a bear? <laughs> okay, yeah. Because you can sense. have some interactions with a bear that are not potentially dangerous. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they're all potentially dangerous, but some that are not in the end dangerous. Yeah. So... I've seen I think lots you of all bears. understand what I'm asking here. So, yes. Colin, you go ahead and go first. And I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen lots of bears throughout my life, especially here. And they come into people in neighborhoods and stuff. We at Brownsville yeah. got locked down because there was a bear. So that shit happens. You guys got so, locked down because of a bear? Bro, if there's okay. a bear on campus, you can't have a four-year-old kid, fucking seven-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah it yes, was yes, like, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, it was walking through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We Sorry, got, I guess I should have been more so specific. Someone saw a bear miles away and we locked down. It's No. It was, I will just say this. Um, there's an <laughs> elementary school that you guys pass on your way to my house. Yes. Right? And when Is I that even still open? There, I mean, not right now. <laughs> what? No shit. Yes. Children go to that school on a normal basis. But when I went to that school, because I went to that school when I was in elementary school, wow, um, our we had a lockdown. I th- probably about three or four times throughout my my six years there, um, grade one through or K through six or whatever it was. I don't remember. So seven. Sure, let's go with that. Um, but six multiple times, one, I mean. <laughs> we, our campus would get locked down because somebody saw a cougar. Yeah. within the within the the, the general vicinity. Yeah. So, I mean, shit like that happens. So, are you more scared of a bear attack or an active shooter? Active shooter. I can, I I know what to do with a bear. I can, I can, I know there's a lot of variables that I can somewhat control with a bear about like not even putting myself in that situation, but active shooters can happen anytime, anywhere. Zeke? Uh, shit. I want to say active shooter as well. Babe? Are you shitting me? Bear, I'm just trying to act as you. Carolina? Yeah, I will be more 
I think that's probably pretty reasonable. Probably. You know, I think that's pretty reasonable. Are you just trying to show my point here in a very no, logical I mean, manner? No, no, I just, then it was like, I wonder, you know, because I, I cause I've been around, um, like I've been in a, in a, not a situation where I'm like, I might get attacked by a bear, but in a situation where we were like hiking and there was like a bear, like crisscrossing paths with paths with a paths with us nailed it um got him and it like had a cub you know and so, oh yeah like, mama bears are like much more aggressive when they have their cub you know and oh so, yeah and there was like a gang of us so she's obviously less likely even then to attack but it, because she has a cub you know sh- shit happens but um, oh yeah and there was like a bunch of like adults and little kids and stuff you know so um so i've been like in that, you know, and that was on like an established staircase in Cushman. I don't know if you've been okay. there, but that's, yeah, we were there. It's like a totally people camp there and shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So, but I've, you know, by virtue of the fact I carry this gun, I would Well, that's say a real that. thing, too. I mean, because that happens to people. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And just happenstance, but odds are nothing bad's going to happen. But if it does, do I carry a big ass gun? There you go. Kill a bear and a person. Dude, I didn't do my research on that, on that 10 millimeter round really i didn't dive that much into it zeke do you know much about the 10 mil he didn't he i was telling him that i have a 10 mil today and he was like do they even still make that fuck you they still make a 10 mil that's what they do i fucking have one so super i don't i don't think i've met anybody else who owns one um oh del brico had one my uncle del brico has one um but that's the only other person i have yeah. Most people have been like, I've never shot a 10 mil before. No. Yeah. I'm like, that's because you're yeah. a bitch. That's because you're a bitch. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's semi comparable to a 45. Yeah, it's just bigger. bigger Most casing. people are be like, bigger yeah, fuck casing. that, just get a 45. But, I mean, it's realistically, it's like comparable to it. And, it's a powerhouse, bro. Yeah. I mean, it'll fuck a bear up. Oh, yeah. I'd use that as a bear gun. There's 15 of them, bro. Kill like two bears. Two bears? Yeah. <laughs> I feel confident in that. You shoot a bear in the face with this in the face, you know? Yeah. It's just so seven shots, right? What seven and a half? If you want to cut a bullet in half, right? We'll call it eight for the one, mm-hmm. seven for the other one. Like if you can hit it in the face at least one time, yeah, that's you true. know, out of seven, that's a pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, you ever seen anybody get charged by a bear? No, no. Obviously, I'm thinking an ideal scenario, not in which you're like, oh, my God, a bear. But where you're like, there's a bear. I'm going to draw my gun. Mm-hmm. Now I'm being charged by a bear. You, you in, in a scenario where you would have time to fire seven shots, gotcha. I would hope at least one of those could potentially hit it in the face. Hard, yeah. And if one of them did hit it in the face, gotcha. it would die. There is a... Zeke, you, are, if you, you get probably, attacked by two bears, you're fucked. That's, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Depending on the size of the bear, you get attacked by one bear, you're fucked. Yeah, certainly, but, certainly. Uh, Just shoot it eight times. <laughs> Zeke, do you know who uh, Steve Rinella is, and uh, or the the crew from uh, Meat Eater? Used to be a show on Netflix called Meat Eater. They have a couple of seasons now. It still so, is. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm not familiar. Okay, it's a big hunting show, and it's very popular nowadays. He's been on Joe Rogan before. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, but there's an episode that I have that is not available on Netflix right now that uh, it shows a scene where they get charged by a mama. They get false charged by a mama bear grizzly and her cub, and it is terrifying. Hey, Ma! Yes. Oh, you, you've seen it. You've seen it, then. That shit's terrifying. I've seen the clip on right? YouTube, yeah. It's like a human... T- it's like 
three linebackers coming right at you. Certainly. Full charge, and he's going to tear you in half. I'm not at all trying to mischaracterize a bear attack scenario. I am simply oh, I laying out an ideal bear attack scenario, <laughs> as ideal as a bear attack scenario could be, <laughs> in which you would have time to shoot a bear multiple oh times. Not yes. And, so good. and I'm so, and I'm, I'm also talking like, like, like I, when I do, I do a dry fire, like every time John and I work out, you know? Oh yeah. And so I'm doing dry fire when we're working out. So that my adrenaline's pumping, my hands are shaking to try and mimic a scenario in which I would be hyped up. You are so, so fucking smart. So I try and cut out. That's brilliant actually. Yeah. So that's fucking. So after I, I deadlifted that 375, bro, picked up the AR. <laughs> did some dry fire so your blood is slamming you your hands are shaking yeah and so god i should do do, that with my fucking and it's it's obviously only so much you know because you can there's still you know the recoil and everything you have to factor in but you can you can get your trigger done you can get all that stuff dealt with you Mm -hmm. know your breathing all that stuff you can get sorted out in dry fire where your adrenaline is up you know so yeah so i bring the ar over to john's and i dry fire every time we work out i'm bringing the tika over to john's on wednesday now so great yeah because that seems like a great way to do your rest period in between sets mm-hmm. or something like that. Now you're exactly. now you're working on mental focus. Fuck, bud. And I just pick a spot. Like they have a door on the other side of their garage, so I use mm-hmm. the lock on the inside of the doorknob. You know, and so it's probably like 15 yards away, and I'll just use that for the red dot to dry fire on that. Yeah, just to help try and cut out that factor of the adrenaline that like I maybe wouldn't be prepared for. You mm-hmm. know, so. Fuck, I'm excited now. That's, that's so, an amazing idea. Also, if you're training like that, that's one factor cut out of those seven bullets that mm-hmm. you're more likely to hit a bear in the face We're gonna if have you're to dry firing when you're working out. Get a hold of uh, Terran Tactical and work that into a uh, one of their tactical training runs. you got to do a fucking hardcore workout, and then you run the tack course, and then you do another rep, and then you run the tack course again. Last week, I drew up um, like a core circuit of like a bunch of different core exercises and like some minor like stuff and i had a bunch of dry fire written in between that and that was that was really good fucking a lot of people a lot of them hardcore motherfuckers be very proud of you right now that's the way to do it bro yeah so zeke this has been really fun we we within like 25 minutes went from i don't even remember where we started now to all our hunting and dry fire drills while we're while we're working out and shit yeah um but i before we get too sidetracked why don't you tell us and me because i don't really know you very well a oh, little yeah. bit about <laughs> yourself uh where you know where are you now where were you before how did you get there and you know because obviously you were here at one point but now you're not ah uh, yes let me tell you a story about myself yes okay, <laughs> okay so as you know i uh i used to go to the same high school as donovan and even jordan jordan you went to uh Olympic High School, right? Yes, I did. Yes, she did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, I went to, to high school with them, so... I've gone to that's, that's where they... since kindergarten, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's fucking right. I, I, I honestly, yeah, the, last, the last memory I had of Jordan was, like, in second grade, honestly. This is so funny. I love it. <laughs> the look of disdain that you got when sh- when you asked, like, you went to Olympic High School, right? She was, like, personally offended that <laughs> you, you had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just fucking with you. I love All this right. show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I love it. So since... So, uh, 
yeah, I graduated high school. Uh, I went to college at, uh, at all that. Let's not get into that. Anyway. Oh, I, uh, we're not going to get into where you went what, to college. What, 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 you were just asking what I did since COVID, right? Oh, word. Well, you can say yeah. as little or as much as you want, because, like I said, Colin doesn't know. I have disclosed almost zero things about you, so whatever okay. you say now is exactly what Colin does. Well, let me let me rephrase my question real quick. We'll make it a little bit more directive, because um, I know where you're at right now, but you uh, you just showed up there recently, but other than that, you haven't been in studio in person before, and I feel like if you lived here, you would. So, where is it that you're living? You know, generally, you don't have to get too specific. And you know, why did you end up oh, over yeah. there? So, uh, where I live now, uh, well, where I moved was uh, Indiana. I kind of left because you know the cost of living over in Washington was getting a bit ridiculous for me. It oh, word! It is insane. So, yeah, it's not getting any better. Yeah, so so I, I moved over there and just to kind of get my, you know, get the. Well, I'm trying to. I'm I'm fucking that bad. Just try to get the ground underneath my feet and get moving. Just mm-hmm. establish yourself. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, any reason why you picked Indiana? We joined the military, right? Uh, With the college military, military. but uh, the, the primary reason was uh, that I had I had family over there. I you know. Okay. Like I only had like a, a few cousins over here. I have a fuck load of family over there that can kind of help yeah. me get established, get property and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah. So over there, as it turns out, there's a lot of uh, manufacturing, like uh, copper wire manufacturers, uh, uh, Subaru car manufacturers, Chrysler car manufacturers. I mean, there's a fucking work. Like I just pick and choose. They they can't find enough people to, you know, to employ. They to left Detroit, they just, went to Indiana. Oh yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm just Probably. saying. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, um, so what I did uh, prior to COVID was uh, I I worked at SIA. It was uh, it's SIA is Subaru Indiana Automotive. Uh, this company manufactures cars, uh, specifically Legacies and Prezes, Outbacks, and Ascents. I used and, to have uh, an Impreza. <laughs> you have an Impreza? Mm-hmm. 2008 uh, yeah, Subaru the, Impreza, uh, baby. Uh, yeah, that's a good model, then. It, it was. <laughs> it, it was, and then, <laughs> and then I got rid of it, because... <laughs> oh, I'm not going to talk shit about Subarus, bro. They're, they're solid vehicles. Just not for me. Yeah, they're, they're nice. They're nice. But... Uh, so, fun facts, we're only one of two manufacturers. The only other uh, manufacturers in Japan, they make the Foresters, the BRZs, WRXs, Crosstracks, and the STIs. Wow. So, yes. So, we have people who, like, get us. Who? Like, they, they, make, they make the parts, but we are, like, the only two plants that actually put those bitches together and get them out to lots. Word. That's pretty dope. <clears throat> so were yeah. you working like on the line in there? Or are you working more like pushing paper around, working a desk and stuff? Oh no, no, no! I, I, I can't do, I can't do that. I gotta be hands on. Yeah, that kind of shit. That's gotta be pretty cool though. These days, I've, I've seen like a few videos and stuff of these manufacturing plants. They seem incredibly high tech. Oh yeah, it's 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 freaking incredible. I, like when I when I did my first tour, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like they told me that 
a Subaru is made every two minutes. Damn. Every every two minutes, they are making $35,000, which is in fucking insane. Fuck. Yes. Dude, so, we should design a car, bro. Yep. I know why Elon's getting into it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so that fucking crazy. And when I actually started working there, you know, I learned each day we're making about 700 vehicles in like eight hours. That is so crazy. Yes. So that's, it's a lot of cars. And is the plane um, open 24 hours a day? No. So they, so we open, let's see. So the shift starts at like six in the morning. First shift ends at like four o'clock at the latest. And then they transition into second shift, which will end at, 2 a.m. at the uh, at the latest. So pretty oh, much, that, that's they're closed the way, for four hours. Yeah, that's the way it, Sage was. It, it when gives I a little Sage. bit of time for, for, for maintenance people to like oil up the machines, do a little bit of maintenance. You know, for anything that was causing the line to like stall out or whatever, they'll, they'll fix that up if they can within that period. Yeah, that's so wild because that is such a totally different experience in manufacturing. Than you experience in your manufacturing. Yes. But it's reminiscent because I worked at that, I worked at a, uh, a fly fishing rod company for a little while, um, which was, it was just like that, right? Everything was very, very focused on like the numbers. And it was just like we had two shifts, a couple hours of maintenance. But other than that, like for the most part, the doors are never closed. Yeah. You know, it's wild. Yeah. That's fucking manufacturing, man. That's that weird. built America. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking fast, fast paced, and I haven't looked back since then. Do you so, still work there? Say what now? Do you still work there? Yeah, I'm still currently employed with them. Uh, I've, so yeah. right now I, I'm I'm with them as a uh, as a temp. So when I get back, I'll be with them as a, as a full time employee. So I'll be I'll be getting all their shares, their their bonuses, their health care, the the whole nine yards. I got that in writing from them. Thank God. Well, that's dope. So, yeah. yeah, I remember that was one of the problems with the some of the ma- auto manufacturing strikes that took place. Maybe probably a year ago. I remember we talked about them at the time. I mm-hmm. think, um, but there's a lot of those, and even at Sage where I worked, yeah, there's most people that work there are temps, and then. They work for a while and then they get hired on full time, and that's right. when you—that's when you're like you're in the family at that point. You know, you belong to the family. That's pretty dope. And so, yeah. but you're all—you also at one point joined the military. Yeah. So uh, back in 2015, November, yeah, November 11th, 2015 is actually when I joined. And uh, to be honest. Uh, I was originally going to join the army just because my uh, my cousin Irwin was trying to get me into the Rangers at the time, and like, I didn't know jack shit about the army, and they were trying to get me into like some sort of inf- infantry job that I didn't want. Mm-hmm. So That's like, the way you know, the army does if it. I just make it as a Ranger that I could that I could get that, and I was like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's how they get you. Yeah. So let's hold on because you just let's take a brief. A brief break, right? Because, uh, not from the podcast, but from what you're saying, because he mentioned briefly, like, it's not a big deal. It's like, I thought maybe, like, I'll be a ranger, you know, like, I can make it like that. So mm-hmm. let's stop, right? Because Zeke is, uh, from, 
a family of ridiculously athletic people. And, um, at least, you know, and, and so when we were in school, I mean, he was like the first person that we knew to have abs and pecs and biceps and like an actual, like ripped up. I mean, he was like lifting more than everybody else. I mean, he's you're like, Oh, I could look like that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He was wrestling. Like, did you have, what what did you wrestle at Zeke? Well, wait, wrestlers are always shredded. Always. So I, I wrestled at 145, 160, and 170 pounds. Where did you find the most success at? I found my success at 170 pounds, and that was because I had found by my senior year I was I was performing better when I wasn't cutting weight. Mm-hmm. Like my, my sophomore year, I was cutting about 20 pounds for <laughs> each match. Oh. Like, like three days, I would just not eat and just drink minimum amount, amounts of water. Run obscene, just to just run. I would run from my house to Olympic back and do about ten laps around Steel Creek. You know where Steel Creek is, Dominic? Yes. Yeah. I do about ten laps around there, run the hills until I I was satisfied with where my weight was, and it was just a miserable experience. I so re- I remember watching them in the schools in full, you know, sweatsuits running mm-hmm. the entire school for hours. I mean, yeah. like, as a wrestling team, that was like they were organized, and then he would do his own shit outside of that. It was fucking savagery. Wrestlers, yeah. I feel, are, are like that. They're the, they're the. I mean, a lot of, uh, we don't have MMA and stuff in high school, obviously, right? So, like, pretty much anybody who wants to be a fighter, I think, is probably getting into wrestling. Um, so, Zeke, given the 170 range, given all the people that were participating, I don't know how many categories, of, you know, weight classes and stuff they are, would that be like a heavyweight category, a midweight, or? It would be like a middleweight. Like okay. uh, one sixty, like well, like one fifty two to one seventy is kind of like the the middle weight ish, and then you know from eighty two and up is kind of the the heavier echelon of people. Okay. Well, shit. How tall were you at this point? Oh God, I was uh, five. I think I was five eight five nine. Okay, so that seems pretty good, right? You don't have to be like you're not like six four and have to be like one seventy skin and bones. No. Okay. No, yeah. he's stacked. That's what that's yeah. that's what we're going with this. That's we're going to talk about how much you lift, right? Because that's an important factor of why we are talking about right. this. So hopefully the so, picture he sends us and his salt of the streets gear will show how fucking the shirt's probably he is. too small. Yeah. So <laughs> because so how much when you when you go to the gym, right? And I know that like we were talking, about you having a hard time going to the gym. Well, a lot of gyms and shit are closed right now. The last yeah. time that you went, you proper lifted. How how much were you lifting as far as like squat, bench, deadlift? Oh gosh, when I was actually lifting, oh god. Um, so I, I measure my shit in powerlifting. So if I was, let's say, so I was uh, power cleaning about two hundred seventy-five pounds. Uh, I was Ooh. squatting about four fifty-five comfortably, about five times, and then my bench was at 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 best about. 275. My bench was by far my weakest. Yeah. But, you know, at, at, least, at least in those categories, that's that's where I have been. I have been lifting terribly seriously lately, but that's that's where I had left off. What's Damn. Your, what's your personal record as far as deadlifts and all that? Is that, that's, that's those matches. My, my deadlift, I have to, I have to improve on my deadlift. My, my best deadlift is, uh, 
I think it was uh, 355 pounds. That ain't shit, dude. Oh, no, I just beat that last week. Oh, yeah, because you yeah. did, what, 375? Yeah. 375. Now, now, do you do a double over grip or do you do an over under grip? It's double over. Oh, okay. So, like, oh, you do double over? Yeah. That's different. Yeah, attaboy. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't do over under grips double anymore. Over. I'm just kind of afraid I might tear my bicep if I, like, lift it wrong. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Man, y'all want some some heavy ass yeah. weight. That's weight with consequences. When I prefer to, I prefer to deadlift sumo too. So it's like a wide stance as opposed to a narrow one. John does okay. a lot of like you know, like Roman deadlifts, and so it's like a, a super narrow stance, okay. um, and it's like way more like hamstring and ass involved. I'm fucking Romans, bro. <clears throat> but I like the sumo deadlifts a lot. I'm just tall. It's more comfortable to be a little more spread out. I feel like I might have to go that route. Sure. Wife's yeah. over there shaking her head. Yes, don't fucking destroy your back. Yeah, do the white stance. Yeah, we'll get you. You will get you a weight belt too, because you'll fuck yourself up real quick if you're not building up your. Back. Oh shit! I was just at Big Five yesterday. I should have gotten a weight belt. Yeah. I didn't think about you can it. You can get for like twenty five bucks. They were like a nice leather one from that. Yeah, they seem pretty good quality, pretty affordable. Um. All right. So anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, I just wanted everyone to know what a monster this guy was. Word. So, Zeke, you were on track to be a ranger. You were looking your 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 cousin was it that was it was your cousin trying to get you to be a ranger? Irwin. Irwin. Yeah, yeah. Irwin. They he all have weird ass names. Steve. Like, I, like I, I was just kind of uh, I don't know. I, I was still kind of wishy washy. I was like wishy washy with joining the military for like two years. I get that. And he was like. Yeah, I was like, if, I, if I'm going to join the military, I'm going to be like a badass, you know, that kind of thing. And everyone's like, oh, you want to be a badass? Why don't you be a ranger? I remember that. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I'll be a ranger. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah, I was going to be a sniper when I was like 16 years old. That's how it was going to work. I'm going to be a total badass. <laughs> Fucking works. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I, I guess, I don't know, it didn't work out that way. And ironically enough, the, the Navy office uh, was right across Oh, yeah. They're convenient. Isn't that placed. always how it works? Aren't they always conveniently <laughs> attached? That's what they do. Yeah. It's because no matter what, the DOD, they get you. They're just, okay, we might get you on that one. We might get you on this like, one. Oh, they wouldn't take you? That's yeah. coming here, man. We'll talk to you. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Two of the guys yeah. that I went to, to MEPS with. So you know what MEPS is, Zeke. Um, it's like the... The entry and processing oh, yeah. thing, right? Uh, when two of the guys that had signed up to go into the Coast Guard with me at that time, um, both kind of didn't do so well on their tests, I guess, that day or the day before. And so they got the results and were like, oh, shit, I guess I can't join the Coast Guard anymore. And the Army was like, hey, we would totally take you. And then they went to the Good fucking Army. Us. They went on a bus to boot camp yeah. the next morning. Oh, my God. That's how desperate they were at the time. I don't know if it's still that that's way. That's horrible. But that's the way they do that shit, man. It's like, you want to serve? We'll make sure. You could serve. We, you, you know, somewhere. We'll take you. We'll take Yo, you so Colin, hard. We'll I, take I, you right I now. I need to ask you, Colin. Mm-hmm. I, never in my entire adult life have I ever seen a Coast Guard office. Where the fuck is it? It's, okay, so on that point, on that point, the Coast Guard doesn't want your ass. They don't need you. You got to go in there and fucking impress them. And they're like, all right, we might consider you. Right. So there is, there's a, there's an office uh, in Tacoma area. I don't exactly remember where. They're not as prolific um, as all the other ones. Hard no. Hard no, there's not. There's very few. I think there's three in the state, at least when I was looking. I haven't looked in a long time. Um, uh, but there was like one in Tri Cities, one in uh, Tacoma, 
And I guarantee you there's probably one like Spokane or something like that. Is it harder to get into? Oh, yeah. Why? It took me a year and a half of, of like private medical visits and stuff to, to be accepted in because I had a single imperfection in my body and they were like, nope, we don't want you. Sorry. Why is it harder to get in? It's smaller service. There's oh. a lot less requirement for to fill the ranks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily so- one of the one of my <clears throat> one of my my best brothers out there. So shout out uh, Jay Hines. He is a, a buddy I served with at you know at one unit, and uh, he's actually a recruiter now. So I get to talk to him and stuff every now and again. We talk about a lot of different things, but he always keeps me up to date with what's going in the, uh, you know, what's oh, popping, yeah. what's popping in the uh, in the Coast Guard ranks these days. It's very nice. Yeah. And now we got Zeke here. He's gonna he's gonna be our intel for uh, you know what he's doing now. <laughs> oh. oh shit! So you joined the you ended up joining the Navy, but not necessarily the. Yep. We're, did you do ac- any active duty time? No, I, I joined uh, strictly as reserves. Uh, so I, I wanted to be like a SEAL and shit, but um, turns out I'm colorblind. <laughs> oh, isn't that a so, bitch? Because you don't yeah, know. Yeah. Isn't that how it goes? Most of the time you don't know. Yep. Yep. So they said, oh, well, sorry, kiddo. You know, you can't be a SEAL. It's like, oh, can we be? In, can I be an EOD? No. I asked if I could be a SWIG. No. So I finally got to like what I could be, and they're like, they gave me like three sheets of paper. One was like a CB, a machinery repairman, and like a, a welder, like an HP. Oh yeah. And so I, I just looked on at what they did, and I was like, okay, I already kind of do CB work. I kind of know how to do welding already, so let's do machinery repairman work. It looks cool, and it's applicable to the outside world. Hell yeah. So. So that's what you like, do now? Let's do that. Yes, sir. So it's, it's, uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't done that, that job since, gosh, since A school. Like, I, like, I still go to subs. I still do installations and I still mess with uh, the mills and stuff, but I have to be supervised still. Mm-hmm. So it's been but at like least four time. years since you've actually done that job. Like in the reserves, they like they don't have any shops or even reserves, which fucking sucks. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's just the job you would have should something happen and your transition to active duty in yeah. the life of your contract. Exactly. So it's really, it's just my it's my responsibility to like keep reading the books, keep you know remembering the formulas, what kind of uh, you know what to do with certain metals if certain metals get acid treatments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, stay up on your qualms. Yeah. What a fucking weird... Exactly. Yeah. America's a weird goddamn place, man. Yeah, the reserves especially gets really weird. Because you may join... The reserves is a fucking weird place. It is definitely a weird place. And <laughs> the Coast Guard reserves, bro, that is a strange place. Because they would come in... To, like, we would have reserves because I was active duty, right? The reserves would come in on their their week, one weekend in the month, right? And they would kind of offset us. But it was so weird because it was like they would just kind of take over for a little while. But like we'd all still have to be around and like they don't really know because they weren't fully qualified and all this stuff. You know, it takes so long to hit for an active duty member to hit these quals. It takes you like your first. 
three to six months to a unit to become fully qualified and everything you got to do. And all that basically means is that you could do it by yourself. Right. And now you, so three to six months straight of you being full active duty, that's your only job, your only focus is to get qualified. Now you do that only one weekend in a month. It takes a long fucking time. That's so weird. Yeah. Because the qualify the qualifications, I'm, I would, I guess I should ask you that. Are the qualifications that you are required to get the same as the active duty members? Fuck no. Oh. Fuck no. I love it. <laughs> Hell fucking no. <laughs> That's great. So are oh, they better? Man. Are they more strict or less strict? Oh, they're they're way less strict. Like when like, like right now, I'm currently active, and they're only lenient because of the whole COVID situation. Like right now, I'm just quarantined in this immaculate fucking hotel. But once I get out there, I would imagine they're going to be a lot more on my ass about my uniform. You know, being a word. on point, getting to my duty station on time, that kind of shit. Yes, yeah, so, man. It's it's a they don't really care a whole lot about that shit. So share with us as much as you would like to about your current situation. Okay, so we start by asking what time it is over there. (laughs) It's it's fucking midnight out here, dog. Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah, so um, where I'm currently at is uh, Manama Bahrain. I'm just a few uh, miles away from uh, from Isa. Manama. Um, yeah, that's it's like right next to guitars, uh, south of Iran. Okay, word. Yeah, so um, without getting too into detail about about what it, what my mission is going to be when I get to uh, Dubai, uh, basically I got picked up uh, based on basically my my self defense skills, like with wrestling and karate. Like I don't know if you guys know this, but I also have. Uh, credentials and Kempo. Like I, uh, I'm actually a black belt in Kempo. I fucking um, totally forgot all about that. I was so focused on him being so fucking yoked that I totally forgot that he had. I completely forgot. So he's not just shredded, but he can murder you with his hands. Yeah, cool. He's not even into guns. He'll still murder you. All right, well, uh, but I also I'm found out. Never gonna shit I also found out that he's extremely good. Uh, an extremely good marksman. That he had to awesome. qualify for all this shit before he left. So he's yep. deadly on multiple places. <laughs> yes. <Beautiful. laughs> exactly. Like, like their, their only flaw with me was that I had to shoot well, like a like sharpshooter to, to get like to get this job in. So when I got to South Carolina, I, I got that with uh, the M16 and the M9. Nice. And so they're like, all right, yeah, you're good to go, man. I was like, sick. So... Yeah, I'll be out here, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be at the embassy. What I'll be doing there, I'm not. I don't think I'm at liberty to say, but that's that's where you would be able to find me. That's, <laughs> that's where you'll be able to find me. Should you <laughs> find yourself? <laughs> should you find yourself in Dubai? All right, you can find me at the embassy. I'm gonna go on a field reporting trip, and I'm gonna go swing by Dubai. No worries. Don't don't ask yeah. why I'm there. I'm just gonna check in. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll like uh, more specifically, it's like uh, I'll be probably be, be bouncing between uh, Jabal Ali and uh, Fujara. That's kind of where I'll be be bouncing around doing my my security detail. Yeah. No word. Okay. 
I mean, literally have Google Maps open because I need to have some kind of reference of what you're talking about, and I'm, I'm yeah. not doing so bad. So if you're good. in Dubai, around the embassies, and you plan on doing bad shit, at least one, <laughs> at least one of these guys can murder you in more than one way. Absolutely. All of them can shoot you really good, but at least one of them murder you with his hands. So, right, yeah. watch out. Yeah. What I need to do is be doing what you were doing, Donovan, is I'm like working out and fucking working on my dry fire because that that shit was fucking me up. Yeah, yeah. That's that was these, that. Yeah. yeah where did you do. get this idea? Um, did you just okay. come up with yourself? Or no, 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 no. This is amazing. T-Rex Arms, guy named Lucas Botkin, right? So shout out to T-Rex Arms. My brother just got a package from T-Rex Arms. The yes, day. they make a lot of really great stuff. A lot of good um, products. They started out making holsters, um, but now they also make like plate carriers, and you can buy like really expensive plates and stuff through them. Um, but they also make a bunch of videos online. A lot of the videos I see about radios, those yeah. are through T-Rex Arms. That guy. <laughs> The company's That's owned a by a bunch of brothers, dude, by yeah. the way. Um, great videos. Three brothers, um, Isaac, David, and Lucas. Their family's obviously very religious. Um, and so, yes. And so they're all like homeschooled and stuff. And then Lucas started the company by making holsters and shit. And now he makes all these videos online about different guns that he owns and different equipment and like testing different stuff, reviewing different stuff, and also instructional videos on different drills that you can do. So he is not. Um, he's not like a qualified instructor. He doesn't have any certificates or anything, but like military units, police units will go to him to get training mm. to improve their skills. And so he is he's good a private enough. Consultant. He's good enough at what he's doing yet that he's paid consistently, um, <laughs> to good. instruct people on how to do it. Yeah. So he makes all these videos and he's always talking about dry fire and like, just do the best with what you can and become an expert at your house you know like you don't need to have a fuckload of money yeah. to be an excellent shooter you know <clears throat> and so that's dry so, fire i dry fire three four times a week in the living room after dax goes to bed you know just take out the ar or the pistol i mean now yeah, three times a week forget. for sure at john's but um, you can do that without mm-hmm. you you can practice on your weapons without having to go to the range yeah. if you're a responsible gun owner mm-hmm. who unloads and all this stuff and you do all your safety checks there's nothing wrong with pulling the trigger on a dry gun like that. Yeah, and it, it and it's definitely probably great training for nothing else, if nothing else, but to learn your trigger better, you know, just to learn the trigger pull, the reset, all that, you know, to be able to uh, do draws out of your holster, especially like, you know, if, if you're talking about doing concealed carry stuff, you know, like you and I have been talking about that, Zeke. So, like, that's something I'll do regularly you know is like just with an empty gun just work out of my holster under my shirt you know and stuff like that just uh so that i know when i draw and i present my sights are going to be lined up and i don't have to worry about you know taking three seconds to line everything up so yeah you don't got that you don't got you don't got a whole lot of time you need to be able to act quick and shoot accurately exactly yeah and that's what the one of the last times that jordan and i went shooting i did a lot of stuff out of the holster and and i'm like we go shooting in the woods and stuff a lot as opposed to shooting ranges because the one closest to the house like you can't work out of your holster there and shit like that um so we'll just go to the woods i was telling last time jordan i went shooting i did a lot of work out of the holster out of the woods oh yeah that's that's, that's, i'm getting good a lot of people forget now yeah there's you know, there's an act of making a gun ready, mm-hmm. you know. That's why one of the things I was thinking when you were talking about dry fire and while working out 
is, you know, with a hunting rifle. And I would imagine any rifle at this point, you know, it's just like a bow. The minute you want to draw back, the minute you want to get ready to shoot, you should be able to do that unconsciously to get in the same exact position every single time. So you pull out your pistol. Exactly. And you land the same place every time. Side alignment. Exactly. Damn. Well, this is dope, man. You're going to go see the fucking Palm Islands and shit out there in Dubai. I wonder how much... Oh, yeah, uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be doing all the touristy stuff. All the shit's open over there. Like, there's there's no restrictions out there. That's so cool. You going to drive some sick-ass cars? <laughs> fuck, I don't... We're, not, we're actually not allowed to drive vehicles. We have to take cabs and shit. What the fuck? Oh, what? Whoa! Really? That seems... Yeah. That's yeah. horseshit. Interesting. I wonder, the odds... I wonder why... Like, I would think you wouldn't want to get for, like, in, in, you know, operational security and stuff. I feel like you probably wouldn't want to get in a cab versus, like, drive yourself someplace. Yeah, I wonder weird. what the thinking is on that. That's really well, interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get briefed on, on who who exactly is, is driving the cab. Who I would imagine it's yeah. someone that has higher credentials than myself. Yeah. yeah. But they might have somebody like, here, you call this company because they we've already done right. the checks. They're good. These Solid. are the people who will do the driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No it's amazing. Sense. Whenever you go someplace, man, the, the amount of intel <laughs> – they can drop on you to make sure that you act and move correctly through the area. Even if you're going on like a place on vacation, you right? Know, if it's a hot zone. You might get briefed before you go on vacation. Well, when Trenton, like you know, my friend Trenton works in the shipyard, and he went to Saudi Arabia like last year, I think, and he had oh, yeah. that same deal. Yeah, there was like a whole week of like mm-hmm. classes they did of like this is the way you need to conduct yourself while you're in this country. You're yeah. no longer in America. You don't get to do what you want. That's not how it works anymore. A lot <laughs> of Americans don't understand that. Yeah, like I get into Trenton was scared. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. weird, man. I, I gained uh, I gained a great amount of knowledge. I sh- hard to say that a lot. Hard G's. Yeah. Um, when I <laughs> went hard to Europe, G's. yeah. When I went to Europe right after uh, high school and stuff, because even in like Western civilizations and stuff, the how you how those societies act and how the people move in those societies is totally different than ours. Yeah. And if you go over there acting like that fucking dumb American that's so stereotypical everywhere, like you don't don't do that. Don't you don't have to do that. You should study up on where you're going before you go. And I, I like the fact that the military does that to their people because we operate in a lot of places. Yeah. Think about Germany. The amount of because we had that news that Trump was pulling he wants to pull people out of Germany and all this stuff that we might talk about later. Um but like, you know, before you go to Germany, you gotta get briefed up on how to live in German society. Right. You know, it's not just like places like the Middle East. We're everywhere, man. We are all over the globe. And it's good that the military does that, though. So let me ask you this, Zeke, and then I think we'll start talking about China. Because you're a pretty, I mean, you're just a generally pretty level-headed guy. Like, your your demeanor is pretty calm. Is that, based on the people that you deployed with, do you think that's something they were looking for in the people they were sending? Is people that are just, like, chill, you know, for lack of a better yeah, term? Yeah, so they, the general, what they were looking for in general was... Uh, Master arms, like military police kind of personnel, basically people who can do gate watch and uh, next level kind of shit. The stuff that I'll be doing, uh, it's gosh, I, I wish I can get into more detail about that. But no, that's all right. 
Jolie, say as much as you yeah, can. They, 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 they are looking for people who can, like, I, I'm pretty stoic in, in uh, let's just say, like, a, a high, yeah. like, a critical situation. Like, I, I'm, like, inside, I'm, like, freaking out, but, like, I, outside, I'm calm, and I, I'm actually able to perform better in those situations, if that makes sense. It, it's kind of, oh, it yeah. seems weird, but. Totally do it. It's, it's those people that, in an emergency can stay calm outwardly and that calms everyone else around you and you might be freaking out on the inside but at the same time everybody being calm the entire situation stays calm it's a lot easier to handle everything right so those people are assets right. so what so like when i was dealing with a uh, a scenario at a at south carolina where we were dealing with a terror situation like I, I had no idea what the fuck i was doing but somehow I was able to detain the person and, and get our our people out safely without any casualties. I don't know how the fuck I did it. I was just reacting, to be honest. But mm-hmm. well, that in itself, right it, there, that that speaks volumes to why it would be you, not someone else, because you still acted. You still acted the correct thing out right. while you were you know under pressure at that point. Um, right. So can I ask you while you were going through this time, um, I guess it, was it training essentially, or was it, you know, was there some form of like a, a test related to this where if you didn't pass, you weren't going or was it just kind of generalized training? It was kind of, uh, it was kind of generalized training. Uh, the, it was, so there's a group of people that were going to, to ISA, Djibouti, and Dubai. Djibouti. That was during generalized training done by uh, the army, where they were running us through similar situations in my surface protection class, uh, where they were running us through, uh, you know, certain scenarios with, uh, you know, terrorists, or if our Humvees got, you know, rolled over or whatever. Um, but they got into more specific stuff when I got into the the Navy portion. But okay. again, it wasn't, there was, there was no real, real test per se. It was, it was more like if you made mistakes, this was the place to make it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Djibouti, man. I didn't realize Djibouti's all the way on like, uh, you know, like the South Western tip of Yemen. I think the, the <laughs> yeah. Middle Eastern chunk there, the very Southwestern take before there's a, the Red Sea, was the Red Sea. I want to be right about that. Um, yeah, the Red Sea that separates Africa and like the Middle East. It's right on that tip where the two almost connect like that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I mean you're spreading out. I mean you got you know you know where Dubai is. Yeah. You know, just south of Iran. Yeah, I'm on the eastern peninsula. Yeah. And then so yeah, we're like we got a good we got some Nowhere good coverage down there. Yeah. Yo, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's one thing that I want to talk about right before we move on to China just because mm-hmm. it happened while we were here so I just want to mention it um, I mean, not that this show is live breaking or news or what? yeah, yeah. Um, and so Donald Trump held a press conference just in the time that we were here mm-hmm. and he signed some executive orders because the talks for the stimulus packages have been stalled right yeah. you know they're unable to yeah. figure anything out so this is from the Kitsap Sun this oh. article. So speaking from his golf resort in Bedminster, 
Uh, Trump said his orders would provide an additional $400 per week in unemployment benefits, suspend payments on some student loans through the end of the year, and protect renters from being evicted from their homes. Trump also said he would instruct employers to defer certain payroll taxes through the end of the year for Americans who earn less than $100,000 a year. Um, and it looks like that is it. Wow. Um, so... Okay. Two executive orders. There's obviously expected to be a plethora of legal challenges, which just seems stupid as fuck. Like, I get it in the long term, so mm-hmm. we'll just take a second, right? Okay. So, yeah. so we can, we we'll, can handle we'll take a second. second. We'll, I, I, I kind of decided while we were talking about this, this whole show is just China. So do, let's, we'll talk about this for a moment, and we'll just devote the rest of it to China. And whatever we get to after that is whatever we get to. <laughs> there you go. So, so, we'll, do, we'll, so we'll address this for a moment, right? There's so, a lot of China, so that's, that's so perfectly fine. We'll go around the triangle, initial thoughts, right? My mm-hmm. initial thoughts, obviously, I understand the long-term concerns of extending executive power even further, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm also torn with, like, just get the shit done, you know? At certain Mm -hmm. point, like, we need to have something done so there isn't a just a continued patchwork of one week slap ons of like, Oh, we'll do this for one more week. This for one more week, this for one more week. Like at least this is like, listen, I'm just doing this through the end of the year, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you guys handle it legislatively and this we can rescind. Mm -hmm. So I'm super torn, you know, on the immediate good of like, there's a lot of people that need this money. There's that's the one thing from what I've seen. That's like bolstering the economy is, people having money that they can spend on things yeah you know um and that money being taken away the lack of stimulus checks you know what i'm saying like so i'm real torn you know on on that We're, yeah because it's like you're torn on the the executive involvement but yes. also excited to be like yeah the fuck thank you exactly thank you love I saw you were empty on your beer i had to order up some new Word. beers i had to tell the what do you, uh, the lovely you, waitress what do you think about that zeke uh, well, to be honest, I'm kind of torn. Maybe not. I mean, not for the same reasons, though. Uh, it's more like I, I greatly benefited from from getting that that, stim- that the first stimulus check. Yes, a lot of people did. In the sense that, yeah, in the sense that uh, I was able to pay my mortgage and you know keep afloat until I got uh, got sent out. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then I'm going to ask you about your shutdown experience. Or you can even talk about that now if you want during your answer. <clears throat> oh, that, that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, I, like I, I'm grateful for it. But at the same time, I just, I, I don't feel like the government needs, I, like, I, I want almost like an Andrew Yang kind of thing done about it. Because the more we're, we're printing out money and just bailing people out like i like i I like the the idea of people having money in their hands but not from the government you know what i'm saying because where's that where's that money come from zeke how do they get that money to get to you oh out of the stimulus checks yeah where does that money come from it all comes from somewhere comes from us right exactly and that's not a good situation economically speaking at this point, whatever the fuck, we already did eight if trillion. If it's not Why backed not? by some type of tax, you know, and I'm just making more money. <clears throat> it's it's. I, I find myself in that same place of being torn between like, 
is this the time after all this, is this really the time to, you know, to be like, but, but the deficit, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, but I fucking, I don't know. I don't, I'm also, I have no idea. You know, this is such a, yeah, your turn. I I have, I have my feelings on this. So I have, there's two ways I would look at this, right? There's a political sense, um, because it isn't, you know, because the the November is right around the corner. A lot of people talking about the election. And I would, I would say, okay, cool. So how did, how did all this come down? Because essentially he, Trump at this point is passing his own like little version of a stimulus because the Congress can't agree on anything because they just walked away from it. Yeah. Uh, again. Um, and so he's passing his own little version Excuse of a stimulus, which came via an executive order, which we have seen a plethora of very, very far reaching executive orders that have come down very, very recently, most of which we'll get to when we talk about China. Which, at its root, is still constitutionally questionable. A lot of people right? are still very uneasy about the executive order. Just to put yes. that out there, not to interrupt you. So, <clears throat> we take that, but then we take it, what is being done, right? right? And this, and at this point, I have given in, I've given up all hope that we have any kind of fiscal responsibility anymore at this point yeah. on a government level because... They, you literally cannot print now. This would, what was the dollar amount um, attached to that, or did it have that dollar amount? They're just an executive order, so okay. that's. I mean, I'm sure that it, you, if you look at them, yeah. it does. But um, so it has a dollar amount attached to it, which probably is at least a trillion, because I know that's the number Congress has been. You know, that's been presented one plus trillion dollars, especially with one. what you're losing in payroll taxes. Yes, and so. You pass this, and then why not? We're just going to print off some more fucking money. It's all ones and zeros at this point. If modern monetary theory has allowed us to live with this kind of deficit for this long, maybe it really doesn't fucking matter anymore. With almost negative inflation somehow. And at that point, again, like Zeke brought up, this he's he feels like more comfortable, I would imagine, like the way you answered that, Zeke, correct me if I'm wrong, but like with more of a... a basic income type of situation. A tax you know, driven like a, a very, UBI. Yes, a UBI, uh, an Andrew Yangy type of thing, right? Because that's essentially what we're doing. We are offsetting the American taxpayer's wallet because of the COVID. Right. This just isn't backed by anything. It's just not backed by anything anymore. So whatever. You're still putting money in people's Other than pockets. the Treasury. The, so at this Fed. point, if, y- if the government cannot get you a $1,200 check, Andrew Yang's thing was $1,000, if they cannot get you one within, you know, say every 30 days so that you can actually pay rent or pay your mortgage on time, then what are we even trying to do this anymore? If this is what's okay, we're just going to float people all this money, say fuck it, let's get, let's consolidate the entirety of the social safety net the entirety of all that, and then just cut everyone, every fucking American, a single check, go yeah. full on UBI. Done. We're done fucking around yeah. at this point. When we're now, at, we're just doing yeah. it really, 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 really bad. Double digit unemployment, and even the people who, a lot of people who are employed, are like still losing hours. You know, yes. like they're still like I'm still I'm I'm in a much better place I was than at like the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm still not back to where I was before. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's and this um, will create an entire new sectors of economy yeah. as people are forced to not work their typical jobs. It's going to affect the economy and people will adapt and change, but getting through that point is 
I don't know how you do that. If to Donald be Trump wins the election, he should bring Andrew Yang in through his, to his next administration. <laughs> yeah, just fuck. be like, okay, run the UBI program. Right. Let's just change out Pence. Let's just change out. Yeah, Pence yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Uh, but yeah, that would be my answer. Is I'm uncomfortable with it, but at the same time, it's like, well, if if we're gonna play this game, yeah, I'm glad. Just fuck it. I don't care how it gets done anymore. The executive power is an issue, but this is not the hill to die on right. for executive power. Right. We've already crossed that hill multiple times. And I feel like that's almost a, like the executive power thing has branched out into so many different sectors of government that it's almost <laughs> like a larger action you have to take, you know, mm-hmm. a law that needs to be passed through the legislative branch of like, these are all the things the executive branch cannot do anymore. Like all this stuff. No more. We've teamed up with the Supreme Court to decide what they think is really in, you know, constitutional bounds. And you cannot do this stuff anymore. All and this I mean, stuff is not okay. All the alphabet <laughs> soup agencies. Like there would be so many of Fuck those that would, would not exist tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. If we decided to do this totally executively, you know, constitutionally against the executive, you know, uh, reigning in the executive power again. Most yeah. of these things wouldn't be okay anymore because they're all run through the executive branch. The fucking goddamn president is is I don't want to say dictator because you know orange man bad and all that good stuff, but like the amount of executive power Zeke that the president has is highly disturbing in a country that is supposed to be run by us, the people. Does that does that make you slightly uncomfortable? Yes. You know, especially under we'll we'll keep it like kind of framed to that uh, stimulus idea there, but especially as it concerns to the stimulus, like like you could be accepting of it, but still be real torn about whether or not it's okay. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I got okay. you. Okay. So, um so let's put it this way. Since we're going to, uh, we're still kind of in the Middle East, and uh, I did want to hit one topic um, before we moved on to China, and that was Beirut. You and I had kind of touched on it the other day when we when we first talked the other day, but um, you know, you're over on that side of the world, and although Beirut in Lebanon is kind of on, you know, it's way north from you. It's it's a, a continent almost divided from you, but. Has there been any noticeable change that you've been able to experience there? Are people talking about it? Are you even able to talk to people, really? I'm not really able to talk to people about it here. Uh, I What I have noticed is that a lot more prayer things have been going on lately. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, like it's, it, it plays on their... They're one MCs. I, I can hear it in my building. Like I'm on the 15th floor, and it, it plays all throughout. This yeah, city, the, like their, their prayer stuff. The call to prayer. I forget how many that goes on multiple times a day. If I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's it's going on more frequently be, uh, because of that. And uh, it's I don't know that 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 situation is kind of hard to digest because it, the the emotions are. Uh, so high still over there. Oh yeah, and you're still trying. You're still trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. Like what, from my understand, uh, from, uh, from the Lebanese government, government is that they're fairly corrupt. It was mis uh, mishandled ammonium nitrate, and it 
it caused the explosion. I, I, you guys don't deal in speculations, right? I don't know if I want to speculate on, on what they were. Well, let's do this real quick. Cause like you were just talked about there, there really isn't that much that we do know at this point. Right. But we do know a few things because the governments of say Israel has come out and basically said that they didn't, have anything to do with it. There's been speculation on whether it was an attack versus it was an accident, right? Because I've seen just from, I've, and videos are videos, right? But I've, you know, there's all kinds of videos coming out now. And so there's some people that are like, oh, this is a missile dropping down, you know? And so, oh, yeah. Who knows if they're doctored? Who knows if they're whatever, you who know, knows? they're, but there's, so there's all kinds of, different theories that are coming mm-hmm. out because there's people, you know, obviously that don't believe Israel, that don't believe all the people that have come out. And yeah. So, <clears throat> and, you know, the, the Lebanese government, isn't exactly one I would necessarily, you know, say has that much uh, honesty or trustworthiness, you know. And even if they did, even if they are being honest with what they say, who knows how much actual control they actually have over their government to actually know what's truly going on. Yeah. Um, and so even the official stories that we're getting right now, which all indicate that it was an accident, the 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate that had been sitting in this fucking warehouse for a number of years. Like six years, I think. Yeah. And, and, and then it's just, you know, and so basically if you haven't seen the videos, if you're listening or watching, go stop what you're doing right now and go find the videos because they speak to the volume of why this is so important because a giant ass fucking bomb just wiped out like a, a mile of a major metropolitan city. Yeah. And if it was an accident, this is probably one of the worst accidents to ever happen on the history of the planet. It was, the explosion is insane. And the fallout from that has been absolutely insane. People just, the devastation is beyond telling. But, you know, this, because of where it is in Beirut, in Lebanon, there's a lot of speculation about what actually happened. And the official information is very sketchy at this point, um, but the official narratives coming out of multiple countries, including Lebanon, that it was 100% an accident that should not have happened because there was a failure in the bureaucracy somewhere to make sure this stuff wasn't here or was it wasn't properly stored or something. Right. So taking that essentially as what we know at this point, you know, we've seen the videos and we've seen pictures that date back to way before this explosion happened of this ammonium nitrate sitting in the enormous warehouse. sacks of it yeah it, they're called super sacks these things they're giant. <laughs> yes they fit yes. on a they, they're designed to fit on a pallet oh a, a standard pallet okay. that you can just put the sideboards up on and that they you sense. know they put like all sorts of small shit in a there super sack yeah super sacks but a whole That's warehouse awesome. full of them they've been sitting there for six years supposedly whatever and yeah whether there was a bomb-making factory on the inside of it, which would not be out of the realm of possibility, there's no evidence, obviously, especially now, or even just hidden, that. hidden arms. You yeah. know, that's I've heard a lot of question about that of of hidden arms, hidden bombs within it, underneath it, potentially. Yeah. Like, you know, all kinds of different stuff. But even on the facts that we do know, the fact that they had that emer- emergency grain silo right next to it, which is now it's just got grain everywhere. It's yeah. just half of it is devastated. There's a giant fucking hole in the port where the port used to be. And you can see the before and after satellite pictures, and it is fucking devastating. Yeah. Like, there's real-life consequences to this. 80%, I think this was from the prime minister himself, 80% or the trade minister from 
Lebanon, that 80% of Lebanon's imports come through that port. Oh, shit. And now the port's not there. Yeah. So, but whether or not it was, you know, at this point, I feel like we've laid the facts out. Or at least I've laid the facts out. Sorry, I've been on a monologue. No. Uh, well, you know, way, you knew way more than I did. So, so, you, that's... so those are the facts. Now let's speculate a little bit. Yeah. Given those facts as background. Yeah. Zeke, what's going on over there? Speculatively. <laughs> well, uh, 100% opinion well, well, and speculation. I'd like to pose a question to you guys first is why did that building have that much fucking ammonium nitrate? Well, so. Actually, the New York Times just released a story, I think, yesterday, talking about this ship that's, that was sailed into Beirut seven years ago. and then Seven years what, ago. What we found. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen seven years. I've okay. always heard six years at this point. But maybe a leaky ship arrived in Beirut port in November 21st, 2013 at 11.27 a.m. Um, it was loaded with 7,000... 7, 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate, nitrate, which was delivered to have, which is believed to have blown up the Laporte, blah, 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 on August 4th. Da, 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 they're just going through. They're speculating now on this one ship coming in at the same time that carried it. Now they're just going to kind of speculate. I'm not going to talk about the details of that without getting into the article. What is it used for? What is this chemical used for? Ammonium nitrate can be used for a lot of things. It could be used as fertilizer to replenish the nitrates in the soil. Okay. Um, I think for the most part, it's a relatively stable um, So this, So this is what's in fertilizer that you can use to make a bomb out of fertilizer. And this is what you make a fertilizer bomb out of. This is the same stuff okay. that, the, that left the gaping hole in... The Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. The same thing, except yeah. that was, I think, three tons. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember how much it was. But there it was, was like another time they were talking about on Timcast, um, mm-hmm. another time where a similar amount of ammonium nitrate had exploded. In Texas. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Killed hundreds of people. So... But yeah, I don't it's, know. it's very primarily used in the manufacturing and selling of improvised explosive devices in the Middle East. Yeah, and I don't know enough. Of, well, so. Just because it's so readily available, though. Yeah. That's all. And I only know so much about Middle East relations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pertaining mostly to Saudi Arabia because that's my... Saudi Arabia Word. is, you know, yep. is to me as Russia is to you. So, Indeed. Um, <laughs> I'm not point. sure. That's why. What are your What are your thoughts on this, Zeke? Because I didn't. Yeah. Oh, with uh, with Saudi Saudi Arabia relations? No, 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 no. With this, with this stuff in the port. Now, what would you think happened? Pure speculation. Oh, I I, I do believe it's it was. An accident. I don't think this was a uh, a terrorist attack by any means. Um, just are, are we still speculating? Yes. <laughs> my, yeah. My, 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 my speculation is that because just because based on this government's track history with their uh, dealings with terrorists, because you guys know that these guys have been uh, heavily sanctioned in the past, right? They, oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions about involvement with like Hezbollah and stuff like that. Yeah, they right? are one of the right. main suppliers of Hezbollah's military equipment. So, so I, I would speculate that they were holding some of this for 
some terrorist organizations to sell them, sell it to them at a high price because you know this isn't a a rich country by any means. They are trying to get shit, you know, into their country, trying to get money, goods into their country by pretty much by any means necessary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. they're hurting. They're hurting. You know, so, sanctions are real, man. They fuck with people big time. Oh, they they fuck with them hard. So that's, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of where I am with that is that they were just kind of holding on to that shit until like the next terrorist organization came up and gave them the highest bid for that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to add a little bit of uh, say credibility to your speculation, Zeke, to make it maybe not so out of the realm of possibility, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> is, you know, all it would take, when, when we say they and we're talking about like, you know, who it is that might be doing this thing that's yeah. kind of alluding to. It could be a port commissioner. It could be a manager of our warehouses at the port. It could be, it could get down to a single person who is not really that well tracked. Yeah. You know, he's just kind of a, you know, in the government and he might have some connections and he might have a way to make some money. And so he does that on the sly for a mysterious shipment of ammonium nitrate that showed up that nobody knew what to do with. And it's been sitting here for a while. I'm going to set up my own little side gig. Well, and it's and it's worth mentioning that over the last <clears throat> that's when we so we're still working off the number six years, right? That's let's mm-hmm. let's go with six years that yeah. it's been in the port, right? Over the last six years, you saw first the increase of the Obama drone strike campaign, right, against all these different terrorist organizations, ISIS especially, right, and now since Donald Trump has been in office, a larger increase on the ground in particular to try and handle ISIS, terrorist organizations. So, in terms of terrorist organizations, it's not been the easiest of time over the last six years. You know? So, it's not an unreasonable thing to think that if they have that much ammonium nitrate, the Lebanese government probably doesn't want to deal with it or deal it out in part. You know, they probably want to sell all of it at one time. Like, I don't want part of this here. I want to get rid of all of it. And if if you don't have someone who has I'm pushing weight enough liquidity, here. right? A terrorist organization with enough liquidity to spend on that much <laughs> chemical at one time. So basically, you know all the terrorist cells are too broke because Hellfire been, missiles been raining down for a while. You know, everybody's broke. Potential. Everybody's, you know, sanctions potential. have been heavily laid out yeah. there so that like their funding mechanisms might be hurt. Well, and so much of the funding, because so much of the fighting, especially, has been happening in like Yemen. You know, and a lot of that mm-hmm. is, is being funded partially through the United States and partially through Russia. You oh, know? yeah. So, and so China. It, right. So it's not coming from, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. other uh, different Middle Eastern countries other than maybe yeah. Saudi Arabia. You know, so I that's not an unreasonable mm-hmm. um, maybe speculation. Not a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not assumption to make. Right. But I certainly idea to have, you know, yeah. lens to look at this situation through, you yeah, know, it could be a logical speculation. Right. You know, that's the fun thing about this speculation stuff is we can come up with these crazy theories, but you know, a vein of them might be true. Well, and I don't want to be too. And at sorry. this point, there's nothing to say that it's not. Yeah. There's really nothing. To, right. and we may never get to a point where we know what truly happened. Right. We probably won't. I mean, fuck, it's gone now. It's a giant fucking hole in the ground. Right. Period. And there's, I don't I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've got a pretty good track record as far as the Middle East goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hate to say it, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, your, your outlooks aren't always that, you know inspirational they can be somewhat bleak and 
morose at times, but they tend to come true. So needless to say, this is something that we'll be tracking here. It's all of the streets. Yep. Um, there are a lot of international ties that interest us personally and professionally um, that we'll, yeah. we'll be tapped into this for a while. And it's kind of nice that COVID has put a kibosh on a lot of real political issues. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of like high school drama. Right. And so we've been able to focus more on the geopolitics of things, Do you guys yeah, which have is any, very interesting. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on this particular subject? Um, other than the fact that, uh, if any kind of narrative comes out pertaining to know what's going on over there, I would say double, triple check what they're thinking, because this is going to take a long time to actually get to the truth of it. If we ever actually do. Yeah. Just logically speaking, I don't, the Lebanese government doesn't keep great records. I would assure of, you know, all their goings on that's tied to the port. So, honestly, there's probably no way we'll ever truly know what happened. Yeah. And so we may get relatively close to, to you know the some kind of explosive investigation or something. But till we torture them, right? That's always worked in the past. We it's just always torture. worked in the past. They'll tell you you get tortured. You're going to tell them whatever they want to hear. It's a joke. That's a joke for everyone watching, <laughs> listening. Doesn't work. Yeah. That's why it's funny. So, <laughs> speaking of geopolitics. I had a great segue to talk about China here for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. This is just a really, really great episode. I haven't had a, I have a lot of fun every episode, so, you know, if you're one of our guests that's listening, but whatever. This has just been really it's an extra special fun today. Um, let's talk about – we're going to talk about China. Yes. I want to talk to you about a small conversation, a a sliver of a conversation that I had with Carolina the other night. Okay. Um, Carolina, what did you say? (laughs) Just kidding. I'm sure it was. The problem was. (laughs) I'm sure it was a good conversation. She told me I was right. Ah. Now, how that was. What a beautiful time. Be yeah, right. I have been on the China train for a couple of years. Did you soak it in? Right. I did. And you're like, oh. I was like, uh. But then it made <laughs> but it made me question some things. Okay. Um Oh fuck. Never mind. Um I just remembered a point I was gonna make for the Beirut thing, but too late. it's gone. We've it's moved gone. on. We walked away China, too much already. The Belt and Road Initiative has been something that I have talked about for a, a long very fucking long time. time. And then China's evil plot. To essentially take over the entire world, essentially. We've been talking about that for a long time. I'd be interested to know when the first episode was that you mentioned the Belt and Road Initiative, because I think mm. I think you mentioned it to me before, like, when we worked together. I think Probably. you've been talking about it for that long. Okay. Probably. <laughs> She's going like, yeah, yeah, you haven't been I able to shut up about that for a long time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in one of the early episodes you brought that up so all i'm saying is yes what we're dealing with right now oh man and like how i told everybody that some fucking shit like this was gonna come everybody two fucking years ago yeah at least i wanted she was like if you're right about that yeah what other crazy shit that you say all the time is actually right? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, oh, Sometimes shit. it sucks to be right. Like, it's times right? like that where you're like, I don't want to be right about that. Like, I know. I, I know. I was wrong about that, to be honest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really wanted to be wrong about all this, but now it's looking like I'm not. It's China's, unfortunate. 
fucking on everybody right now. We're really smart. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a wreck. Yep. Uh, I'll just own it for a minute, you know. So I mean, we, you know, we have we've definitely been talking about Saudi Arabia, Russia, and China consistently since the conception of this yeah. show. I'm pretty uh, sure we war gamed out World War Three well in advance. I well, and I remember those- specifically. Um, yeah. Do you want to know something fucked up? I have. I wrote these lists down earlier this week because i've heard we've been we said at least a year ago side like it looks like sides are getting drawn up you know like when you like yeah. you said we were talking about world war three at least yep. a year ago we said it looks like sides are being drawn up right and i've heard more than one mainstream podcast mention like different treaties and stuff that certain groups of countries are signing so the united states india japan and australia and then china iran and russia mm-hmm. like they've, they're consistently talking about these two groups of nations together these two groups that we've been like oh how fucking weird that all these people are connected through fucking dark ass money and Ooh. nasty shit so weird yep so that's just one more thing, you know? Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> like, and again, specifically, like, the weapons contracts with Saudi Arabia, yeah. when that first was announced when Trump first got into office, like, this is some dumb shit. Like, mm-hmm. this this is not a thing we should be doing. A year later, like, oh, all these missiles that were selling to Saudi Arabia, they're fucking launching them at the Yemeni people, and all these citizens are dying, and we don't know what to do about it. What? Like, oh, that's so fucking weird. That's so crazy that that's what's happening, because I thought that... I had said that, but mm. yeah, we're just going to keep doing us. Keep getting shadow banned. We talked about that along the pre-show today, Zeke. So more evidence all the time, shadow banned. Sorry, go ahead. So go ahead. Um, we, let's go ahead and you talking about weapons deals with Saudi Arabia. Let's talk about a weapons sale with Taiwan or the weapons sales with Taiwan. Have Word. you seen any of these recently? No. I just stumbled across them late last night. From United States to Taiwan? Oh, fucking word. <laughs> So add Taiwan to the list over yeah. here, huh? So because Taiwan is a U.S. ally, but according to China or the communist, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, um, Taiwan is actually a part of China. They are China. Also, according to the World Health Organization, you which, know what you I'm know, saying? Like, you, know. you know, we talked about all the precincts of China. Have you seen that video, Zeke? Where the worker for the World Health Organization wouldn't acknowledge Taiwan as an independent nation. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. He was like, uh, yeah, I don't see what you're saying. Yeah. Weird. Fucking nuts. Right? Weird. So, recently, I think it was, uh, so this August, this article came out August 6th. It's from NPR. The Pentagon, Pentagon, Pentagon Chief Esper talks with Chinese counterpart counterpart as tensions soar so we just had our head the civilian head essentially of the department of defense right our military minister essentially i think that's the chinese equivalent um they had a 90 minute conversation the other day about the current kind of uh geopolitical grievances that we all have against each other and one of the main points they brought up was a two billion dollar sale of weapons to taiwan which i was not uh, necessarily knew existed Two up until I read that. Taiwan, huh? And then, okay, so everybody at home, if you're listening to this, pull up your fucking smartphone, and I didn't save it because I'm an idiot, but we're going to type in Taiwan military deals 
Taiwan military deals. We can spell deals. There we go. Um, and it brings it right to the uh, list on Wikipedia of all the fucking the dates and all the different <laughs> deals that we've done under what president with Taiwan. Yeah. And let's just say $2 billion doesn't necessarily scratch the surface of what we've done over the last few decades, but they're one of our great weapons traders. And really? Just, yes. And we've been selling airplanes and fucking missiles and fucking torpedoes. Good. For the South Sea of China. Good. The, the China, the South China Sea. And so they're upset about that. They're Hashtag upset about. Strap up Taiwan. Right. And they're upset about some high level meetings of, um, the Trump administration meeting with the administration of Taiwan, and then China goes goes ahead and and announces to the world that they're going to have two weeks of live fire drills right um, in the in the ocean there in the the South China Sea in the South China Sea yeah as all this stuff's popping so militarily we'll just this first avenue of China word militarily. Things are heating up. National security. To yep. the point that we are... It, it's making Daddy a little nervous. We'll just say that. Where are you at, Zeke, with... You know, the overall... The military tensions that have been building with China lately. And with our allies, not to mention India, for God's sakes. <laughs> where, where am I at? With, right? Uh, Chinese military geez. aggression. Fuck, man. This is going to be a lot to digest. All right. So, with Taiwan, right? Uh, first off, it's probably, like, it's, it's definitely a good thing that, that we're giving them all that shit. I don't know if you knew about uh, the, the, the chase that we had with the Chinese ship that was getting in their waters. But we actually, we've had a history of running out Chinese ships that have been kind of tiptoeing around Taiwan for for some time, right? And, and it's been kind of getting more and more aggressive lately, and especially with COVID happening, they're thinking, oh, um, you know, I think it was was it the I think it was the Roosevelt that had to port in Guam, wasn't it? I believe so. I think they were out of Guam. That was I think that was that was the same ship that was like uh, that was trailing one of these uh, Chinese ships, and. You know, they're thinking, oh, okay, these guys are backing off because of COVID. You know, these guys are, you know, these guys are backing off. So we need to get our shit ready and get ready to, to take this fucking island back. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, that's when we were talking about COVID, the, that fucking aircraft carrier captain that made that big denouncement and like, we have a ship out of service because we're in right, COVID. Right. The, and there was that valid point about that whole situation where like, we can't, Regardless of how true it is, you can't go fucking announcing that shit to the world because guess who's listening? China. Yeah. And they're right there. So only one of our strategic assets is out of service now because of COVID. It's pulled in the port. China, you can go fuck around. Well, and another thing that Zeke and I have talked about um, as far as naval military in China is mm-hmm. there has been two occasions now of Japanese ships being i mean attacked and then i think in one case if not both sunk um by 
fishing vessels, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in the China Sea. And Chinese have, uh, we talked about this for a long time, Zeke and I, the Chinese have a very long history of using fishing boats in various fucked up ways, you know, um, for, to block things off, you know, and be like, oh, they're just fishing boats. We don't, yeah, it's not military vessels. I don't have any idea. Like, that's so weird. It's um, a communist tactic. It was the same yeah. problem we had fighting the yep. Viet Cong in, in Vietnam. Yeah. And, and what was it that you were saying about that? There's, there's a certain interpretation that certain parties are taking to those ships being sunk. Zeke, what was that you were saying? Oh, fuck. Man, it's been a minute since we talked about the, the ships sinking in China. But, um, basically, uh, so in, in the military sense, like the, the sinking of Japanese vessels, right? That is, uh, an act of war, you know what I'm saying? It, like, if you are sinking an enemy or an allies, or you're, let's, let's just say, if you're attacking an allies, right, uh, military, that is an act of war. That, that is how the military classifies it. Through partnerships we have and through, I mean, NATO allyships, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, um, mm-hmm. so, and, and we're, we're tight with Japan since, I mean, since World War Two essentially. <laughs> since we know? took them over? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wonder why they're so tight with us. Yeah. We almost sank their entire economy in the 70s. And the sense. only point that I had to counter that to Zeke was, I remember seeing probably three or four years ago, articles and videos about Japan proliferating its military. And there's a lot of question about that because of the treaties they signed after World War II. They're only supposed to expand for like self-defense and stuff like yeah. that. And so, so you have oh, the Japanese self-defense force. Right, exactly. But they're yeah. making, you know, they've made a lot of new battleships and stuff like that in the last few years. And um, which I don't, this point, I don't really think. It's like guys matters, they're a, but they're a democracy it, now. Yeah, but the only, the only reason I the only okay. reason I mention that is because I know that at least one portion of America will make that argument. You know, because like, oh well, they're not even supposed to have those fucking ships anyway. You know, legally it's true, right? Well, it's not right. the same J- Japanese empire that used to be, right? Which that old treaties, old ass treaty, right? Old treaties. That are still legally enforceable today. Pre, do, how many of those over, do we got? It's over seventy years old. That treaty. How many of those do we got? Because we might need to readdress some of that shit. It seems weird sure. at this point. China's, you know, Japan's not a. They're not going to be an evil empire again. Just well, let them do what they want. That might be coming. You know, I mean, it's for this is like we're not going to talk about this, but like with uh, with Oklahoma, you know, like the whole eastern half of Oklahoma or whatever they're saying is now uh, oh, shit. Uh, like a reservation. So. So that shit might be coming up, you know, and it's not like we have like a super liberal Supreme Court right now. There are, you know, five, four conservatives. So Quote unquote. They've okay. turned out to be much but, less conservative than we thought, but yeah. um, but it still seems like they're pretty. Which goes to show we shouldn't be putting this fucking conservative or what liberal label on these fucking judges. They're just people. They're judges. They're going to rule accordingly. Yeah. That's a totally different topic. Okay, so... <laughs> We've also seen. Yeah, that's a, that's that's for Zeke's next appearance. There you um, go. So we've also seen in an increase in hacking on the side of China, right? A lot, um, a, lot a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, and so one of the things I have here is, as a few weeks ago, we saw Twitter being hacked. Right. And there's a lot of speculation about who did this hacking in Twitter. We saw prominent people's Twitter accounts, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, I think, like a bunch of people like that. Well, let's pause for a second. Yes. Because 
I think this is what we talked about in the pre-show, so we should kind of semi-bring it into that situation. But there was a lot of people that speculated on it not being essentially just a, a random hacker or whatever for a Bitcoin scandal, right? Yes. But there has been realistically zero coverage on any of this. It it popped up yeah. in a blink of an eye and then was gone. And so there yeah. was really no real coverage on it, except if you're like you or I and listed people like Tim Pool and stuff that are actually plugged into this stuff. The mainstream media didn't touch that at all. Yeah. They called it a Bitcoin scandal. Right. Odds of it being a fucking actual Bitcoin scandal are about one in a million. It doesn't make logical sense, for God's sakes. Yeah, and this is an article from the 31st that says that they charged a teenager, um, a recent high school graduate, in connection to it. But I don't Interesting. I don't know, man. Well, we, yeah, that was a whole... I don't know if we really dove into it, but they... Essentially, somebody had gotten to one of the Twitter administrators, which gave them access to all these accounts, and whoever that entity was, we don't know, but the the, the employee at Twitter, the yeah. poor guy that got hacked, that got fucking honeypotted or whatever the hell happened to him, we know who that is. Yeah. We don't know who the the real entity that – what their intentions were. We don't know any of it. Even past that, one more on-the-ground – military issue with China that I just thought of. They've had recent con- border conflicts with India, yes. right? Yeah. There was 11 Indian soldiers that were killed. killed. And we don't know how many Chinese soldiers were killed because they won't say. But We have military deaths at that time, across national lines. Right. At that time, they didn't even have guns, so they were beaten to death with like clubs wrapped with fucking barbed wire and shit. And, <laughs> and I remember hearing that the Chinese soldiers that were there at that time were like new rotations. They had not been in that area for very long, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so there's obviously the same thing, a lot of speculation that those soldiers were sent there, you know, soldiers, military agents, whatever you want to speculate and call them were sent there for that purpose. Yeah. Since then, we've seen more soldiers be sent there from both sides on the Indian side and on the Chinese side. These, I don't remember what the mountains are called, but they're in the mountains that split these two countries. Uh, so that's kind of so, by like where the non, it's like non nation of Kashmir yeah. and stuff is right. Yeah. yeah. And so there's and Pakistan's fucking around up there. Huge too. tensions growing on that border um, and that's part of how you know these teams I was kind of talking about earlier that's part of how India got wrapped up in this team of the United States because mm-hmm. we're against Japan the Indy Miami I mean not that we're against India or anything but um, so in the, yeah in the hypothetical World War II right, scenario right. that there so, would be so there are real world active concerns um, you know as far as physical military engagements China is involving in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the technological ones we're talking about. Um, first of all, just with the stealing of technology, right? Consistent stealing of intellectual property. So there was one point before we fully got off of national yes. security that I wanted to hit was that at this point in time, yes, given the, so the last time we were this close to an all out global conflict, was the Cuban Missile Crisis? Yeah, like we were we were literally a push of a button away from nuclear winter at that point, right? Whether or not nuclear missiles and stuff would be involved in this potential conflict to come up, but we're this fucking close to a massive World War Three level global conflict. Conflict if if things happen in a certain 
way yeah. going on out. Zeke, do you have any more points as far as shady shit that China is doing in regards to the military? I mean, I think I think we covered. I mean that. I mean the the main stuff with Taiwan, uh, the the border dispute with uh, with India. I just I would say take note with who they're allying with and why they they would be doing these things. Like obviously, uh, China is doing this on Pakistan's behalf because they want Pakistan to have mm-hmm. uh, the fresh water that's coming from these mountains. You know, they want it to go to Pakistan instead of India, and that's why they're, you know, creating such a great stink about it. Also take note of um, Russia-China relations. Um, they have been working on a on a super sub. Probably, mm-hmm. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be if not the most, the, the, the biggest and quietest sub in the uh, in the sea when it when it's finished, and that's going to cause it's going to cause a lot more issues than, than one might think. But I'll leave it at that for, for right now. Do you know when that's supposed to be finished? Uh, so the the speculation they're, they're like at the latest uh, twenty thirty is when when it would be done and operational at the latest, and that's not that long. Ten years sounds no, like a long not, time, but it's it's really not. It's really not that long. Yeah, that's one president away, right? <laughs> Realistically, saying. yeah. Um, and I, I think Commentary Magazine they had spoke on they had mentioned something about a a manufacturer of a part to that submarine or the supposed submarine or you know suspected design of a submarine might have been caught up in some of the more recent sanctions that have been coming through here. I'll have to go back and, and look into that. But, uh, no, I mean, it's Red October. The movie right. Red October, except it's not necessarily Russia. It's just the, a a adversarial force building yeah. something like that. So is it safe to say that China is on a higher level of concern as far as the military is goes? Uh, they are definitely one of they, they are the people that, that we are uh, worried about at the moment um, makes sense but it's it's, it's, it's like it, so it's, it's really weird because what what people are, are fearing is that if we go out and, and fight is that Russia would be doing a lot of the the heavy lifting and China would be doing a lot of the um, financing the finance the the hacking, that kind of shit. They like mm-hmm. that's. I mean, that's that's what they specialize in. Like, if if you get a bully and go, going against a, a nerd, you know, the nerd isn't going to fight there. Yeah. And well, and like like I said, we you know, you know what I'm saying? They're going to they're going to do whatever means necessary to win that fight. They're what are you trying to say, Zeke? <laughs> the Chinese people are nerds in this situation. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. That's 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 real though. I mean. Ch- Historically, that's kind of been the way China does not. I'm sorry, Russia does not have the technical technological advantage. They never have ever, almost seemingly in the the modern history of the Rush, you know, the Russian Federation, the USSR, all this stuff. They have always had like the brute force, the manpower, but they've right. never had the technology. So now they have an ally that has the technology. China's definitely proliferating their hacking abilities. The Reddit hack just popped off the other day. Mm-hmm. A bunch of weird-ass messages from, obviously, people that do not speak English. 
right. uh, coming out of massive pro-Trump messages on Reddit, which I, you know, I'm taking at the word of some sources that we're getting, but I, I'm not, I don't fuck around on the Reddit that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, Zeke, do you ever fuck around on Reddit? I used to, uh, but since uh, we, we actually had someone uh, put out a lot of uh, PPE on, on Reddit, and so well, it's not it's not it's not PPE uh, PII. There we go PII. That's PII. You know PII is? No, go yeah, ahead. PII. What's what's PII? Uh, it's, uh, so, gosh, I have to Google what what the oh I can Google it. What, it's it's just like personal information. Okay. And so oh, someone was yeah. just posting personal information on Reddit. Personally like, identifying information. There you go. There you go. So yeah, like it's like the old school social media, or just we didn't even have social media back then. The old school internet rules that we grew up with: don't give away your private personal information. Right. It doesn't matter what fucking app is asking for it. Don't give away your phone number. Don't give away any, your fucking name and your address and your all that good stuff. Don't do that. This is yeah. this is what led us to the fucking TikTok situation. Smokefuckers yeah. with TikTok. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about TikTok. TikTok. I've been saying that shit for, for fucking ever. Oh my oh. god. Zeke, tell tell me about your thoughts on TikTok. Uh, yeah, that shit should be fucking banned. I think Trump is doing the right thing on that shit. Now, why? They, they've been like, since, like since since that app has come out, I'm like, there have been like <laughs> like red flags about them collecting data from you, and yep. not just from like it, it's like based off what you're typing, your search history. Like Actual even if that app is loaded, they are still collecting information on whatever the fuck you do. They listen to your conversations. It's it is absolutely insane. Like what? what these people can do and that this the tiktok people are the uh i don't know what the the name of the the, the company is that that runs it but um uh the parent company bike dance. of tiktok is bike dance yeah yeah so bike dance these guys are like they, they work hand in hand with the ccp like yep. that's that's abundantly clear and that should be a red flag for everyone and their fucking mother especially if they if they're using TikTok or WeChat or Weibo or like any of these these platforms that are based. Oh, what it goes because go so deep, right? I was just seeing that thing just on like Timcast. So they were talking about all the different companies that WeChat either owns or owns part of. Uh, I mean, it's all these oh, different yeah. technology companies and gaming companies and stuff like that. And there's two different executive orders that have come down over the last couple of weeks. One that's yeah. in regards to like. Hong Kong and I think like slave labor and shit, like, like atrocities happening in China. And like, you're going to get in a lot of trouble if you're dealing with anybody who's doing bad shit in China. Mm-hmm. And then in general, that's a very non-specific, like, you know, summary of what the first executive order was. But the second one was more specific oh, damn, in regards to WeChat and ByteDance. That's uh, like you cannot yeah. do business with these companies so anymore. ByteDance <laughs> is the the parent company to TikTok, yes. but the the parent company to the rest of these is called Tencent. Tencent, that's Tencent. what it is, Tencent. and that's the one that has so WeChat, right? And and really, what we're WeChat talking about here Tencent. is like 
a decent amount of stock shares owned right. by specific companies that have direct ties to the Communist Party, right? Enough of a percentage in the stock so that they can possibly sway the outcome of decisions made in the company. Right. And this goes all the way through Snap, Blizzard, you know, the StarCraft, Diablo, fucking Dota, well, like all these League of Legends type games. We've seen it even down to fucking pork companies. When all, oh, of, all of these shutdowns were happening, everyone's like, oh, also mm-hmm. all these companies are owned by Chinese people. Like all this? Smithfield is like majority owned mm-hmm. by Chinese companies. It's like, what the fuck? But how about this one, right? Spotify. Who did Spotify no. just, Who did Spotify just sign a massive fucking deal with on a guy who is not afraid to get on the internet for anybody to hear on Spotify and say fuck the CCP, fuck China. And who did they just sign with? And who did they just give 100 million dollars to? Yeah. Fucking Joe Rogan. Spot- yeah. Jesus. That's going to be a thing. And who owns part of Spotify? Uh, that would be uh, the the Tencent. Tencent owns Tencent. how much of Spotify? Do you know? Who knows? Just I don't know at this it. point. Um, but they're involved. Uh, they do have monet. The but NBA, see, that's the thing. right? The NBA. We talked about the NBA at least a year yeah. ago when all that shit first oh, started to happen. Yeah. But the, but the problem here is under the the language of the actual executive order is it's very broad. It's anybody. Who does business with these companies? Right. So it's not a matter of how much of the business they they have a the, a stock in. It's just the fact they do a business with them at all. And because it was so broad, no one knows you know? exactly. And that's I mean that is part of the Belt and Way Initiative. That is part of the Belt and Road Initiative is yes. to go through and I mean you buy, you know, private companies in China. Buy, you know, they buy into stock, they buy real estate, they do all this stuff all in, throughout. Invest in infrastructure. Yes. In, in all throughout the United States, they Excuse buy into me. companies, they do all this stuff because now they have financial, they have a financial interest in that. Right. And in other countries, we've seen, because the Belt and Road Initiative, like you said, is something we've talked about for a long time, but it it's called that partially because it, it's meant to connect the entire world, right? You're, like the you're silk, rebuilding the, the Silk, silk road. road at one point connected, we're like 90% of the world or some shit. That's yeah. a totally random number I just picked, but a huge portion of the world was all connected to the Silk Road, right? All and so, commercial roads lead to China. And so... That's how that works. China has, for the last decade probably been investing all over the world and in africa specifically in like highways and ports and shit like that that they're building all this infrastructure providing all this capital and all these jobs to can i give this to you please to uh, to people who have no they don't really have any other option you know and it's not that they're like i mean they're not paying them as good as they're paying them here but they're still getting paid way more money than they would to do anything else you know to build roads and shit so it's a Small family with very little money saves up enough money to buy a truck. And they start a trucking company. But they don't have a goddamn way to deliver the goods because the roads are through the desert or through whatever the fuck. So China comes in. They build you a road. Now, all of a sudden, hey, there's a free road that way to have commerce that way right across the border in China. Right. Now, who gets a cash in on that transaction? That's what the Belt and Road Initiative is all about. All... Commercial roads feed back to Beijing, and that's that was that's what I've been so upset about over the last few years. Because you do, 
Once you do that, you have economic control over the entire world. You can push right. and pull all these levers as much as you want. People got to dance. Otherwise, no money, there's no life. Well, and, and even outside of that, we've seen them dominate through the field of production, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, everything is oh, yeah. made in China, right? We're not afraid of slave labor. And, well, and now we've seen, part, you know, part of these executive orders are dealing with slave labor. When, mm-hmm. when the heads of Google, Apple, uh, Facebook, and Amazon all testified last week, right? Yep. They testified in front of Congress that they were not knowingly taking part in using slave labor. Except I'm sorry, haven't Mike we Zuckerberg known gave a little bit? Like, haven't we known for years that iPhones are made by little fucking Chinese kids and African kids that are digging dangerous metals out of the fucking earth and dying and like all the like? They don't. Don't we know that already? We knew that. How does how does what's his name? Tim Cook. How does Tim Cook not know that? That's his name, Apple, he, right? Apple yeah, guy. Tim Cook. Yeah, he definitely knows that. Right. He's like, oh no. And if we knew, you know, that we were affiliated with anybody who's using slave labor, we would definitely separate ourselves. Of course, you know. And I'm like, I don't understand the. And I'm let me let me get your take on this, right? Because Zeke, um, because part of. One of the things that frustrates me about people's outlook on China, you know, is it took. TikTok being banned and actual drone videos of weaker Muslims with shaved heads being piled onto trains for anybody to even begin to give a shit, you know? Um, and you've known about this, I mean, most of this China stuff for a long time, and I would assume the weaker Muslim thing for a while, right? A considerable amount of fucking time. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, we're seeing allegations, I mean, not... We proof of, I mean, their their hair is being sold, you know, their organs are being stolen, um, and that's, it, it's shocking to me that it, it's taken this much for any type of mainstream media to take notice to that, you know? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what would you attribute that to? If, if anything, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it's, Okay, so so with, with the, uh, I'll I'll give you a, give you a little story. Um, even even with that drone footage of the Uyghur Muslims, like I, I shared that with some people that that are like very far left leaning, and I'm trying to like get them to think level headedly and kind of be you know just think more calmly about this shit. Yeah, I, I shit you not. All right, so the first thing that they were they told me was like, well, it's better than what. Are, like they're still being treated better than how they're treating our immigrants here. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're literally like they're, they're like bringing up ice and shit. They're bringing up like the protests. I'm like, straw man, much? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Like different conversations. People lining up and going to, into the trains. Like I don't have footage of them being their of their organs being taken out and shit. But man. we do know that the hair was was sent from China to America. Like, that's that's a fact. And I'm just assuming that those organs were in the black market. Right. Yeah. We, we talked about the hair the last time we were here with Brandon, that there was shipments of gun parts and fucking, like, tons of hair yeah. that were sent here from China that you can only assume, you know, was shaved off of the heads of these Muslims that are being forced onto trains and shipped to random work camps, re-education camps, you yeah. know, quote-unquote, around China. Yeah, I don't know how well the you know the uh, the wig hair market is popping in America, man. 
You know, I don't know where that comes from. I know a lot of the wig hair is synthetic, but if it has real hair, it came from someone. Yeah. Um, so another oh, thing. Hello. Yeah. I paid hundreds of dollars for real hair extensions. Hundreds. People, hundreds. people hundreds do that. Dollars for like real human hair extensions. So let me. <laughs> I got to start a new company. Let me talk that to you about legit. something that I just read about in this week's edition of the Epic Times, right? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, let me say this, and then we'll talk about this week's edition. Because I have in front of me, Zeke, I get the newspaper from the Epic Times every week. I have in front of me seven issues of the Epic Times, right? Nice. And Epic it, Times. It's, P-O-C-H. It is worth mentioning they're obviously a China-focused newspaper, right? 100%. But... Six of the seven issues of the Epic Times has a Chinese-related headline on the front page of something fucking shady and terrible that they're doing that week. This is just in the last seven weeks, these issues I have here. Oh, my. Lay us... Lay us out a few of these these gems. Okay, so I'll start at the back because this one that I read this week is the one I want to talk to you guys about. Um, And so let's see. Seven weeks. Um, Definitely going back way far. This one has two leaked document contradicts China's official narrative on Wuhan wet market. Um, And then the next one after that is Watchdog Group calls on Trump Congress to impede China's, quote, organ genocide. Hmm. So there's that one. Um, that one is from June 4th. Um, after that. So, wait, wait, wait. Who was it that urged the Trump administration? A watchdog group. A, a watchdog group. The okay. organized genocide committee by the Chinese regime is one of the 12 recommendations to President Donald Trump and the 12th Congress by a watchdog group on May 7th. Um, does it say the name of the group? I'd be curious. I'm sure it does in this article, but no. Okay. You can don't worry, yeah, don't worry about it. Well, you can I keep can, that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's I love see. getting the hand-me-downs of the Epoch The next challenge. one after this, doctor concerned over human trial of vaccine developed with Chinese military. Um, so that one is from June 11th. Um, this next one, virus outbreak in China's capital forces top leaders to admit severity. That's from June 18th. Um, damn. See, this one's from July 8th, and new security law ushers in author- authoritarian era for Hong Kong. That's um, when they finally did it. Yep. Let's see. Accuracy of COVID data diluted by different ways states count deaths. So that's from America. This is... So this might be the one issue that I found that didn't have one on the front. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's the one that I found that didn't. Out of Um, seven weeks, there was one week where China wasn't the number one headline. Um, Let's see, this next one is TikTok hires internet police to monitor American users, X-Sensor says. That's from July 22nd. Um, And then this one, this is the one that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Chinese networks dominate chemical cash sectors of drug drug cartel business, right? So... Um, this article that I read. What are you talking about? Fentanyl? So that's only part of this. Okay. Right? That's the chemical portion of it that they control is they mass produce these chemicals, they mislabel them, and then ship them to companies in South America and Central America so that they can produce these drugs if they're not purchasing just straight drugs. Right? Okay. So another thing they talked about that I did not know. This is a full article. Um, I'll leave this front portion with you if you want so you can read it. And it talks about how China and different companies within China are undercutting the already established 
money laundering business for drug cartels. So there's a DA, a DEA agent that they're that they're interviewing in here that was saying that the usual rate for money launder is like eight percent. That's the commission they'll charge. So these Chinese companies are doing it for one percent or zero percent. So they're just scooping up this entire market, right? So they're taking all this here. Oh, let me read this portion of it actually to you. It's okay. just like three little paragraphs. Um, so let's see here. A prominent case involved three Chinese nationals who were indicted in 2019 but but remain at large. They coordinated the collection of cash from cartel drug sales around 300 pickup locations in the United States, according to the DOJ. They then allegedly acted as brokers to supply cash to wealthy U.S.-based Chinese who were restricted from transferring more than $50,000 per year from Chinese banks to overseas. The Chinese buyer would transfer money from his or her account from his or her Chinese bank account to the broker's bank account in China. After the transfer, the U.S. cash from the drug sales would be directly released to the Chinese people in the United States. To complete the cycle, the brokers would export Chinese goods such as electronics and clothing to the cartel in Mexico, which would be sold for pesos. Other laundering channels identified by the DEA include trade-based money laundering, uh, the over- or underpricing of goods, falsified bills of lading and customized declarations, security transactions, so stocks, bonds, commodities, real estate transactions, casino-related related transactions, and wire transfers via both formal and underground banking systems. So China is charging 0 or 1% to do these transactions for drug cartels and they're doing it because even if they're not receiving money they are receiving global influence through underground drug cartels Mm -hmm. and so they're able to then establish networks for the organs that they're selling the hair that they can't ship illegally anymore to united states ports Mm -hmm. they're doing all this stuff this is all happening and the shit that i'm sharing from this company is being blocked by social media as fake fucking news Hashtag fake news. This is this is where we're living at. The drugs that are being sent here through South America that everyone's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, that shit's not really happening. Talked about over a hundred thousand tons of methamphetamines. Oh, I'm sorry, a hundred thousand pounds of methamphetamine been brought through ports of entry this year. Hundred thousand pounds. Yes, over a hundred thousand. Over a hundred thousand pounds. <sighs> so, that being said. This is the shit that's being blocked. This, So this is what happens, man. This is how this modern warfare is taking place. It's taking place purely on the economic front. So check this. So just, well, it's, not just not, it's not just the economic front, though. Well, right. that's the problem right. now is it's starting to not be. So far, scary. yeah, so far this fiscal year with three months to go, Customs and Border Protection has seized almost 104,000 pounds of meth being trafficked through ports of entry in comparison 20,000 pounds were seized in fiscal year 2014. Damn. Well, what's happened since 2014? Let's examine why that volume might have increased so much. Yeah. Because there's a continued legalization of other certain illicit chemicals well, in the United States and the, a crackdown yeah, the, on things like exactly. heroin and And pills. the importation of the precursor chemicals coming into America. And that's oh. why they're being mislabeled and sent to South America and Central America. And that mm-hmm. talks about that in this article, too. That yep. in that time, yeah, you, it's so hard to get those chemicals into America anymore in mass quantities that it's you can barely even create it. You know, especially, and I'm not attributing it to this show, but like around the time that Breaking Bad was like really crazy big was oh, also yeah. when people, there was a fuckload of small meth labs 
all over the country, you know? That was the same time frame we had meth labs blowing exactly. up in our fucking neighborhood. Exactly. And so they closed, you know, there was a huge crackdown on that shit in America, but you can only do so much about it in South America, in Central America, mm-hmm. and there's enormous fucking super labs there, you know? There's oh, another... Yeah. I just put this away, but there's another statistic in here that's like seven tons they can make seven tons in three days as the amount of meth a mexican super lab can produce damn <clears throat> by the way so. this is like a weird little aside but like the the sound of opening the paper yes on the microphone sounds so fucking hard good. fucking news dog <laughs> and that's like this that's that's why i'm so frustrated like i said this is the shit that is being blocked from from social media. The actual information that's being verified from DEA agents, people who worked there, who saw it, who did it, you know, is being blocked because it's from the Epic Times and not from the New York Times. And that's fucking crazy to me. You it know? Is. It is. It's, it's once, absurd. Once we have these social media companies deciding who and who is not a quote-unquote legitimate source, that is them controlling the feed of information, which, at that point, it, it is not... It's not free flowing. Well, and we're seeing more, why that concerns me, and I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. We'll ask Zeke first, and then we'll ask you. Mm-hmm. We're seeing, you know, like we talked about, Chinese influence growing in more and more and more American companies all the time. Oh, yeah. You know? And they're, they have all these shell corporations. That's how they're laundering all this money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so who, who's it's also to how say, they're smuggling the technology in and out. Right. So who's to say that they're not soon or already doing the same thing with the social media companies that we have? You know, I mean, oh, like no. how, how long, you know, until we have and, yeah. until we have other countries dictating what we're allowed to say, let alone people who don't agree with our personal values. What Tim is your Cook and Jeff Bezos? There are there is no war in yeah. bossing. Say, what is your take on that, Zeke? Because you're not you don't have that much social media. Like you're relatively disconnected from the world social media wise. That's part of why you consume, I think, so many different media sources. Smart you know? man. Yeah. So what's your take on yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, so in, in regards to like speech and what what China is doing to oh, yeah. monitor to, to like own these people. I, okay. So. That's I'm fairly certain China is already kind of silencing these people by just owning them and telling them just, you know, shut the fuck up and just not talk about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you see it with, like, I, I would go as far as to say is the news. Like, they they don't go that far into it. You said the news? They, news. Like, news. Yeah, news. Okay. Yeah. When we've seen, I, I, I sent you that video I just watched again this morning from the Epic Times talking about all the different political groups in America that they have influence in, you know? And I wrote the names. Black Lives Matter. Uh, I have the names of the groups. I wrote them down. Just one second. Uh, The Freedom Road Socialist Organization and Liberation Road. Those are two enormous political groups that are China-based that are funding Black Lives Matter protests all over the country, along with, I mean, numerous other Marxist organizations, socialist organizations. Very alarming to people who are are protesting. That is very alarming. Right. Mm -hmm. Because... You, you guys have watched the video where they say that they're trained Marxist and all that shit. Oh, right. yeah. It's, it's it's happened over a period, a long period of time since, like, socialism was being accepted in academia and colleges. Accepted, like, I mean, embraced and, and pushed out on a, it, in a production level. And, and, you know, any opposing, you know, conservative or even, you know, moderate kind of thinking. Like, you see it on college campuses all the time when, uh, I think his name is... Charlie Kirk or oh, yeah. you know Stephen Crowder or Ben Shapiro. Like I gotta give you guys credit because I never would have listened to Ben Shapiro 
at all until I listened to, to his lectures because I just thought he was just a, a racist bigot. But a lot of the shit that he, he, he says to me, I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. But I'm really yeah, happy to hear that. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of a lot of guys I, I would not have given a chance if not it wasn't for you guys to say, Hey, give this guy a shot and you know but that's that, nice that's to hear Yeah, that's mind. good. That's good. You know, I and I will say with is it's it's very important to remember, and like I need to remind myself of this too, that when I listen to or I watch or I read certain people that I wholeheartedly disagree with, and I generally could not disagree with more, uh, insert like the Pod Save America guys. The, they the have this jerks. new one that uh, my one of my employees had me start to listen to. The, so it's Pod Save America, it's Pod Save the World, now there's Pod Save the People. Oh. Um, listen to that one. Oh, okay. That's but because it's important to understand where your ideological enemies, adversaries, I will say, you know, where they sit. Right. How they justify their ideas. Like it's it's and this is again why free speech is so fucking important. Is yep. you can't immediately say some you know, somebody that's out there, like the leaders of BLM who have come out and said they are fully trained Marxist warriors or whatever, Marxist activists. And, you know, you read the actual BLM, you know, the, the trademark, the actual companies. The rights. And so just you to know, clarify, right, we're talking about the actual the group, not like – because we've, we've talked before like – Like the movement versus the organization. Right. And we're yeah. talking about the, yes. the actual structural organization of Black Lives Matter, right? Which I has think, very little influence in the actual demonstration. I think they're being hijacked by people right. that identify with the organization. I think everybody agrees that Black Lives Matter. I don't think that that's really a question, Word. right? So, but, but it's, yeah, you we're got to qualify. Right, it. we're talking about the actual structural organization, Black Lives Matter. Yes. So I just wanted to make sure that that's it's. There's so much confusion. My, my and, you know, cover your ass button has been checked. Thank well, you. and an <laughs> in, intentional, you know, conflation between the two. You know, people. Like, oh, well, so you don't people, think Black yeah. Lives Matter then? Oh, a lot of people don't understand that there's two different things. Right, right. And so, a lot of people don't understand that. For anybody who's tuning in for the first time, a word. You know what I'm saying? I welcome I, to the party. Yeah. <laughs> well, try not to question you, yourself. If too you've much. listened this far, I'm fucking proud. If this was your first time around, um, <laughs> but yeah, and and we've seen what the fuck was I going to say? As far as China influence drugs. Social media. Social media. It's been a lot. Um, we kind of divulged there a lot. Purchasing, yeah, news companies. But the nice thing is, Zeke is such an OG to the show. He understands how it goes. Yeah. We start somewhere where we go, we take a hard left somewhere. Yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Got it, right? We have the seen, we, where we were talking about Marxist ideology in the universities, right? And the way that these this Black Lives Matter Marxist ideology relates back to China is we have seen at least... 10 over the last few years Chinese agents posing as students to steal we've seen them trying to take genetic material out of the country we've seen We've seen professors here working as part of what called like the the Thousand Minds Initiative or the Thousand Ideas Initiative, or something like that, coming out of China, working for China, not disclosing it, and also working for the United States government. Like we've seen yeah. that 
multiple times over the last few years. So, so there is no doubt that they have mm-hmm. military agents, government agents here posing as students to implant ideologies and also export technology, export information, um, genetic materials, you know. I mean, we, we've seen it. There's no doubt about that. This is all yes. verified, you know. 100%. And make no mistake, there is a lot of them. They are all over our universities. And now... They are fucking go, everywhere. And go ahead. No, I said you finish your thought there. Nah, I fucking lost it. Go <laughs> ahead. I, think, I mean, I think we basically got there before I fucked you up, man. Um, so that being said, there are a lot. Now, there, I, we do not know the percentage of those people that are unwitting no. participants, no. right? So, again, especially when you think about the tactics of the communists over the years, and, I'm and you think about right. the continued tax, oh, you, know, right. you know, their their tactics, a lot of these people may be legitimate engineering students who want to come learn about engineering right. and, that, and then need to get hired at a job so they can turn their student videos into a working visa. To, they have gamed out the system thusly to target people right. for espionage. These are un- most of these people, I believe, are probably unwilling participants that are getting caught up in this shit because this is the same thing the fucking Soviet Union used to do. Right. The same exact – the tactics Excuse used me. by the Marxist left have not changed they still since yeah. before World War II started. Right. It's the same shit. We just – Little handbooks that you can read. There's literal handbooks you can read. You can order them off a fucking Amazon, by the way. It's the the same ones. They've just become so gimmicky that nobody truly thinks they're real. And so you can order it. It's like, you know, that and we don't believe in, you know, the you know cutting off free speech and all that if you write a book somebody can fucking read it and don't care if it's mind comp or not right but that's it is 100 percent happening but i do not i i just want to make sure we don't cross that threshold into essentially creating this this hatred of chinese no people. certainly certainly no, I mean, I, absolutely not. right because that is the hard part that is the very hard part about all of this right. it, we we saw it happen Thank God on a very, very small scale when like the pro Hong Kong movement was still popping right, really before right. COVID took hold. A lot of, you know, there was a couple cases here or there of like people literally getting shipped out of them. Yeah. Because they were fucking Chinese. Well, and, and it's the same thing. I mean, you know, it's, I, and that's just I comes down to ignorance. Right, right. I appreciate that you said that. And I was thinking the same thing. So that we are certainly not trying to proliferate any type of prejudice or bigotry towards Chinese people. 100%. Because this is not this has nothing to do, and you've said this many times in the past, this has nothing to do with the people of China. Yeah. This has to do with the Chinese Communist Party, right? Yeah. The same thing as we've seen in North Korea, Venezuela, any other ridiculous communist country that has control over everyone, authoritarian country, Russia, there are people who don't agree with what's happening, right? Yeah. So it's not like the entirety of China has bought it. Like so we've seen it in Hong Kong. There are thousands of people showing up in the streets, waving and arrows, American flags, for God's sake. Because they believe in freedom. So this has nothing, <laughs> so to, do weird. With, has nothing to do with the people of China. This 100%. has to do with the Chinese Communist Party. They're yeah. the ones that are doing these things. And so I'm definitely not telling you if you see a Chinese immigrant 
in your school, mm-hmm. be sus of them because they're, you know, are likely stealing secrets. That's not what no. I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's a reality that we need to be aware of, right? Not that you need to be constantly suspicious or skeptical of every Chinese student that you see. That's, well, that's racist this. as fuck. But I, if you are a small company that is looking to hire, say, an engineering student refresh out of college, I I know from experience. There's a lot you, of research companies do that type of shit. Well, you can get a lot of you know uh, people that are on student visas or work visas at that point from another country because they just finished up college on a student visa. Right. What What is a small business owner who doesn't give two shits about this stuff? What are they to do when somebody comes from them saying, "Hey, I would love to work for you. I'm an engineer. I just graduated. All this good stuff. I'm a fucking." I'm a tech guy, whatever it is that you're hiring. Top of my right? class because I'm Asian. What if they're that might if, be racist too, but likely well, you yeah, know that's, that's a that's statistically that, speaking. Yeah, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that was racist. Has to, there's no getting around it. <laughs> it's not, God damn it! It's not actually racist. It's just the the fundamental family values and the core values of people in that culture lead to a much stricter lifestyle. Being a young adult, it was racially charged. Yes, but due to the way that we have, we perceive everybody by the color of their fucking skin and the nation they come from now, that's deemed racist to say that. Yeah. Which is disgusting. Anyways, you get these students. You might be... People in our community will be forced to, to grapple with that. Do I hire this, this student who seems to just want to work? And right. odds are they just want to work. Maybe... The CCP might tap them for some kind of information. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's a real life thing that you have to balance with real world consequences. You right. cannot discriminate against somebody like that. You're not going to. That's fucked up. Right. Nobody's going to do that. I'm not going to not hire a, a Chinese student of engineering who just graduated. If you're who a Chinese student, yeah, come work for us. It, come intern for us. We'll let you intern for us. Word. But some things are kind of torn. Are they not? Don't get butt hurt. We're not gonna, you know, not gonna censor ourselves around you. No, don't no, steal any more shit. But what happens if you hire that person and they're getting emails on the sly from, uh, you know, four or five shell companies out from the CCP who's digging at somebody because they have been identified as a counterinsurgent target Do you that want- they can gather information from? Okay, so maybe we can't. Do you want to know something funny? Because, <laughs> like. Maybe just last You'd week, be torn. I was talking to Jordan about, you know, our future and like, you know, owning mm-hmm. shit and, you know, yeah. owning a company and like, we're going to say a lot of shit. And I was like, are you prepared to, you know, like be a target from the government because of the oh, things yeah. that Colin and I say? I and can't she, wait to meet all the women that you have had well, extra <laughs> marital relationships in 40 years. And so, so she says to me, she says, do you really think that she says, do you really think that you're not already on some type of list? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, no, I'm sure that we're all being watched. And she said, no. She said, I mean, with the things that you're saying, she's like, you guys are already shadow benched. The stuff that you've been looking up and, like, buying on the internet, she said, do you you honestly think that, like, somebody isn't actually, like, watching you? Like, at least slightly more than the average person? You guys have to, like, It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, I didn't really think about it like that, but, like, I guess. He said, no, duck, duck, go. And I laughed at him. <laughs> no, duck, duck, go, that shit. 
<laughs> yeah, all of my 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 fucking end of the world radio. This is my book radio, by the yeah. way. There's my book radio. It's nice. Um, I still have no idea how it really works. So we'll figure it out. Um, but I mean, all of those type of things. I do legitimately search on DuckDuckGo. Yeah. I will think about it. And go, no, nah, I don't think I want to yeah. Google this. Some stuff I tour, bro. I'm like, I'm gonna tour this one. Like uh, this You're is. Tour. I have. You can download a tour app on your phone. Do you ever use? Tor, Zeke, it's okay if you don't want to answer that question. Do you know what Tor is? No. Tor is the Onion Router, and so it is a... Onion Router. It's a free internet service that you can download. (laughs) Here we go. I'm going to Google Tor. You can also get an app for it, right? Everybody listening should... Everybody watching should intake this information. Do you have Tor Project? I have it. I'm going to say, because if Tor Project is what you have and it's the number one thing that comes up on Google, you probably shouldn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, I have, no, I have Tor on on my phone, right? Okay. And I've used it on the computer. And so the Onion Router is a VPN. It's a free VPN. And so every time you go to a new page, Jacob is calling, every time you go to a new page, um, I pick up, but I don't want to put it. And on I don't spot. know that it can go between well, yeah, the two between apps, signal. you know. Um, so every time you go to a new page, it gives you a new IP address. Work. And so there's a lot of stuff that very I'm, much so. Like and I'm VPN. like, I'm just going to use Tor for this one. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to look this particular item up on Tor. That's funny so, as shit. I've, I've done that before. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's why I have it on my phone. It's definitely worth it. Um, it's a little bit slower because it's routing you, you know, mm. around the globe. But you don't fuck with like a Express VPN or Nord VPN. Not if I have to pay for it. This one's free. That's true. This one's free, and there's no like, Express. I think it, there's yeah, no like cost money, pop-up right? ads or anything. I think that a person made it, and they're like, everyone should be able to access the dark web, and they just <laughs> made it. So it totally makes sense. There's a lot of people that feel that way. So because at that point, Express is just Express. Be, other VPN companies have yeah. decided they figured out something anybody can use because they're old. going to become a gatekeeper and charge yeah. you a fee for going through their gate. Yeah. Yeah, Tor has, uh, they have a, a, the internet, like a premium version where you can choose your stuff, but I don't care, you know. I don't, mm. I'm not doing anything sketchy enough that I need to select where my IP address is coming from, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Well, so. For streaming, I don't know if we've talked about that before, but through certain VPNs, like I know Express, you can choose which, which country of origin you want your IP address to come from. Yeah. So that you can go on to things like Netflix right. and get different shows and shit like that that are right. only shown like the UK or Japan or something like that. And I imagine you might be able to do that on tour. I have not. I don't care enough to like, you know, I like I just use it to look up shit that I'm like, I don't know that I want anybody to know that I yeah. want to know about this. So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I'm like questioning a lot that's of the, my really the only time that I use it. Yeah. <laughs> so. The convenience factor. Mm-hmm. I think that's got to be a real thing to look at though is the the reason Google has become Google, and the reason why we say Google it... Because it's right there. It's because it's right there. Yeah. It, the ease of access is so simple. I mean, it is literally more difficult to type into my browser DuckDuckGo than it is to type in Google. I have a DuckDuckGo app, too. That's legitimate. It's I free. want one. It's free. I'm going to get on my phone. <laughs> I have I have all in one folder. I have Safari, DuckDuckGo, and Tor. I have all my internet apps in one folder so that I can decide mm-hmm. 
which way I should look up whatever I'm about to look up. That's so funny. Yeah. And so there's a lot of shit that I duck, duck, go. Uh, most things probably I duck duck go. There's a lot of shit that I'll just Google because I don't give a fuck. I need to make know? that shit my homepage, um, just because it's so much easier. I don't have to type in duck duck go. Bought a lot of gun shit. I got these giant know? ass fingers, bro. All right, it's hard to type yeah. sometimes. Duck duck go app. It's totally worth shit. it. Shit. Bought a lot of gun shit. Zeke, let me ask you this question. Um, do you use any kind of other search engine or, you know, like I know for certain things I use an uh, an application or a browser called Brave. Um, to get past certain things. Um, do you use any kind of VPNs or ad blockers or anything like that generally? I'm pretty uh, sure that's not illegal. If, if I get anything, it'll be from, uh, it'll be from my brothers or, uh, some other friends. Like I, well, where they get their info, info, I don't know. Like usually I just, I, I Google a lot of shit and that's probably why it's really hard to get a lot of uh, half-decent information. Well, I don't know. I mean, I will say the one problem I have is with Google is a lot of the top search results, um, they bring you to sites that require subscriptions. And even even or if they're ads, mainstream you know, sites. if it's a mainstream site like MSNBC or CNN or the Seattle Times or something like that, like, I understand that they're, they're paying google money to get towards the top of the list but it doesn't that fact doesn't delegitimize them to me necessarily because i know no. enough about the you know about the outlet themselves no but, but I, the I, fact I, that i have I'm to like click on them like specific local newspapers i should be able to find it but i can't find it exactly that's my problem with the kitsap sun by the way yeah. is that is local news that you have to pay for which again thank god for brave because i can go i can do un- unlimited yeah, I'm sure you could do it on tour too. Yep. But yeah, like with Brave, the Brave browser, I can go to New York Times, Washington Post, Seattle Times, Kitsap Sun, all these different news sites that always require a subscription. I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Sweet. Get past that shit because it's always moving your fucking IP data around. Um, which again is nice about Brave, but Brave is also a continuing evolution. And so if you have things like bookmarked and like your cookies, that are saved. So your cookies for people that don't know, um, are the, it's the data that's, that's kind of stored within your browser or your app or whatever to plug in like your sign in data, your username and password. So for things say like our SoundCloud, I have, I have no concept. If I was going to get logged out of our SoundCloud, I have no concept what our login information is. Yeah. So I'd have to hit somebody up or something like that. Whereas brave remembers it. But if they have, a system update or a, a new browser update that comes probably once every six months, you have to install it and you are forced then to lose everything. Mm. All your cookie data goes away. And so I gotta no you, you gotta be one of those people if you're gonna if you're gonna get into the the VPN lifestyle, you have to be one of those people remember that remember all your passwords. That's remember sure. all your passwords. Yeah. Do not count on that save password shit. Yeah, that sucks. So if you're going to do it, do some preemptive work and reset all your passwords and fucking write them down so you have them somewhere. It's worth it. Use Tor. Use Tor, everyone. Well, I mean, I'm in the military. I have to do that anyway. We have to get on fucking 20 different websites and put in different passwords for each one and change that every fucking three months or six months. Dude, I do not fucking miss that. I don't miss that at all. It is fucking terrible. It is so bad because... Yes, it is literally. You might have to have thirty different fucking passwords, depending on which training site you're al- you're required to go to. 
And then every three to six months when you have to go to that site, you got to remember that shit. It's terrible. Yeah. But that's, it's good. It's a good thing. But it's fucking sucks. It's fucking sucks. It sucks, though. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So, more China. Yes. China, China, China. Um, We saw, I think, very recently, uh, it's been pretty out there now that 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 new national security law has come into play finally um, during the mix of the COVID. Um, it's it's the same national security law that we've been talking about for multiple episodes going going way back since when it kind of started. Um, so go back. You might have to do some research. I don't know which episodes those were, but our Hong Kong episodes. We talked about write it. Write that down, and I'll link back to the Hong Kong episodes. Thank you, ma'am. Thank and you, thank you, sir. Um, because that is, it's very important to understand that all that stuff we were talking about back then that would allow to, you know, extradition of Hong Kong residents to mainland China for mainland China laws that don't necessarily exist in Hong Kong, that can now happen. And one of the pushbacks to war that America has done since the passing of that law recently was the imposition of sanctions on our lovely Hong Kong chief executive, Carrie Lam. Yes. She has been officially sanctioned sanctioned by the United States. So basically any U.S. company cannot do business with her. She can't do business with any U.S. company without either paying massive penalties or essentially not having access to the market. Um, that was one of the latest and greatest I saw since the adoption of that uh, national security law in Hong Kong. Yeah, and this um, paper is from <clears throat> July 8th, and this has the article about the Hong Kong law. July 8th, perfect. So that early is July. One month ago today. Yeah, well, it's from July 8th to July. And even for Zeke, it is it is officially like damn near 2 o'clock in the morning for this motherfucker. It is officially the same day that we're on now. It is he's a day, day eight. behind us or ahead of us. Well, he's fucking a fucking OG out here, baby. That's right. I think he's ahead. Yeah. Oh no, wait, no, he's ahead. So it's Sunday. Probably. Shit, yeah, it's Zeke. It's, oh uh, fuck! I was going the wrong way. We're not that cool, bro. Damn. Damn. Anyway, so anyway, he lives in the future. Cool. So what's popping in the future? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Offenses such as secession, subversion, and, quote, collusion with foreign forces now carry a maximum penalty of life imprisonment. The law triggers fear that Hong Kong, once a place where people could be outspoken critics of the regime, were turned into another mainland Chinese city under the authoritarian grip of the Chinese Communist Party. So, and that's exactly as vaguely as it's written in those laws. Mm -hmm. And so all this stuff that we've seen, we saw somebody who, you know, Right after this was passed, a guy who was just who had a flag in front of him that said "Free Hong Kong" that was arrested. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we've seen all kinds that. of stuff like that. Of people just demonstrating, and it's the the grip that they were already tightening on Hong Kong is even more. We saw. I think we talked about this. I mean, we saw. Oh yeah, the UK opened up. You know, they said they were going to allow. I mean, a couple million. Hong Kong citizens to come to the UK um, because of just how absurd these new national security laws are. And we need to be doing that. I don't know if I don't see why we're not, man. I mean, if you have people from another country who are who are holding up our flags, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's how is that not a campaign point for the 
for Trump. Yeah. How can you not be out there right now making that your number one fucking uh, news title in every paper going, Trump calls for every disenfranchised Hong Kong elites, Hong they could Kong call them Hong Kongers, Hong Kongers, yeah, to come to the United States. How is that like not that? the leading headline everywhere? Right. That should be happening, for God's sakes. Orange man bad, yeah. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. Jordan, get over here. I can, I, because then you'd have to let the Mexicans in, Colin. If we don't have room for the Mexicans, <laughs> how do we have room for the Hong Kong? The, I mean, the Mexicans <laughs> are already okay. coming in. That's a that's a that's not a that's not a valid argument. No, 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 no. I get it though, right? Because if you look at it, at, I don't want to say it like on the levels of oppression, but like. The people of Mexico are run by an incredibly corrupt government that is basically run by the cartels. Obrador? The, Mex- the Mexican government. The official Mexican government that is losing gunfights to cartel members in small cities within Mexico and then giving back the prisoners they just fucking captured. Here you go. Yes. Yeah, I guess. I Those guess people. That did happen, yeah. That are essentially yeah. being... Mormons being murdered in Mexico. Mormons okay. being murdered. All right, all right. You sold me. He's fucking up. Yeah, I got that's it. Just, that's, that's a good point, Jordan. That's You're a good right. point. I got it. So okay, but drugs and I'm drugs. also right. kind of not opposed to being like, yeah, let all the Mexicans come in too. But mind you, just like we got to do it the right way. Well, I'm uh, into kind of free flowing immigration with like checkpoints. But remember, I just said just yesterday we were talking on the way here. Or God on damn the it, way Jordan, home, that was good. Right, we we're just talking that in the last few weeks, President Trump has said he's like, "Yo, I'm going to knock out immigration. I'm going to knock out health care, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it all like in the next like three or four weeks." Well, he's knocking out health care. We and already he, saw that. He said. He said that he was going to write in a pathway to citizenship for the dreamers, right? At this and point, that's what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is that that's been one of the biggest sticking points this entire time is a pathway to citizenship for the yes. dreamers. And yes. if he's already like, here we go. Homeboy, boy, Trump this year. I no, I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's why I hate this so much is because I'm like constantly feel like I'm forced into this position of defending Donald Trump when I feel like he's a gross human being. He's terrible. And human I'm being. a real like, He's a fucking terrible person, right? And so I'm a I'm a moral stance guy, and because I don't like who he is, and I don't like who Joe Biden is, I can't fucking vote for either of those guys. Amen. So and we can't join. We can't vote for Joe Jorgensen anymore because she kowtowed to the BLM movement. I was so in favor of like the abolish the ATF thing. I was like, if nothing else, I can go for this. But right, not anymore. You know what I'm saying? Cross so a, cross the plane for me. So anyway, so so to be fair, if he's gonna knock out DACA. Then he can be like, hey, what's the rest of the Hong Kongers that aren't going to go to the UK? Come on in. We got a bunch of Chinese people in San Francisco. You know why uh, you won't you know, do that? Nancy Pelosi says that she loves Chinese people. So <laughs> let's bring him into California. You know why Spread he won't do cell. that, though? Sprinkle him. It's, he won't do that because it's not a Democratic talking point. Yeah. But the, the southern border is. So he can for there, but he won't for maybe, the Chinese. Maybe Morgan and I will run on that. Maybe. Maybe the Hong Kongers. Yeah, we didn't announce that. No, we need to. Do it. We have to wait. We, we have to wait. Okay, we, we have to wait. Um, All right. No, we're not saying anyone's going to run for federal office or not, but we're not going to say that um, at any point. I could run for federal office. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Um. Definitely not. Definitely so I not do. Happening. I do think that it's 
that it's interesting that I mean I guess they have like a more connection the UK has more connection to Hong Kong but yeah. I still think I said if they're holding American flags bro bring them motherfuckers home come on bring them home what are you doing yeah. but the problem is is that it's easy to look at that uh, situation in kind of a closed you know in a bubble just deal with it without the consequences of what that would bring into play yeah um you know, there's a lot more going on there geopolitically than just, you know, the immigration factor. But the immigration factor would certainly become a thing if it becomes an, if it's a national security issue that deals with a disenfranchised people that are being repressed by a repressive government. It's also an immigration issue right. at the same time, because if you want to bring those people, if you want to give them a safe haven, what about the rest of the fucking world that wants a safe haven? It's a dark place out there, so you have to open up the conversation then to a broader immigration thing, which then you get kind of like bogged down in the quagmire of... Aren't the Chinese and the Mexicans enough? Isn't that... No? (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke for anybody listening. No, but it's it's a joke, but for God's sakes, there's only... The problem here is that the world is a really big goddamn place, Donovan, right? And it is hard for everyday people that have to deal with getting up and going to work and working the grind and paying the bills and taking care of kids and all the shit, getting to fucking soccer practice. They don't have time to think about all the subtle fucking nuances and all the threads that everything, once you pull on this, it pulls on 30 other things. It's this web of governmental bureaucracy that we've built. Over the last few centuries, all the bills and stuff becomes hard to talk about anything. Well, and so I, I mean, I, I've always been an advocate, at least since we've been on this show. You know, mm-hmm. spoken advocate. There's, there's a tipping point in immigration. You know, like there eventually is. you have too many people in your country, and not just because like we let too many people in, but. People are fucking and having babies all the time. So, at Word. a certain point, there's just too many Yo. people that are here, regardless of how they got here, you know? Um, and so, but I, I don't know. I don't know what that number is, mm-hmm. you know? The dreamers are already here, you know what I'm saying? So, that's, you're just, you're just changing one number to another number. And so, not that's not mention. even like you're adding population. That's, yeah. the dreamers are already here. We talked about this, we literally went to school with people who are dreamers. Like, they're they're already here, you know? Not so, to mention the fact that the dreamers are not just a, a segregation, they are necessarily segregation of people have that showed up between school. point A and point B. Yeah. What about the people that showed up in the same fashion between point B and point fucking C where we're at today? Yeah. There's more dreamers, quote unquote, today than there were when they were when we called them dreamers. Because of how long it's taken, there's more and more yeah. people that are subject to that. And so like it's a wild fucking thing, but yeah. everything being written down in black and white and and being handled through legislation, it makes it difficult to handle because there are ov- there's always times put down set in black and white. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, this group of people between here and here, they're classified as dreamers. What about the rest of the people that yeah. showed up after that you in the same draw fashion? The line somewhere. And so that again, it it muddies up the waters mm-hmm. when you're trying to talk about say. P- bringing people from Hong Kong who just want to oh, well, escape. How many this. children do we let come here? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's I, weird. I can see it already. Because there's a fucking I number. I see it already. There is a yeah, number. No, you're right. But 
Not to say that we shouldn't do it, but there are hurdles on the pathway to... But it sounds like, you know... if It's like both parties are right when they say that. We want to bring them here. Well, we want to make sure that we know exactly who we're bringing, blah, blah. Both those things should happen all at once. Well, it sounds like they're going to let them, uh, you know, do another executive order. And just slap it out through the White House. So, fuck right? them, right? At this point, it feels like executive orders. And I don't know if this is because Trump thinks he's going to lose or if he thinks he's going to win and be completely justified in everything that he's doing with these executive orders. But well, like we talked about before, this the executive order for um, the Dreamers, yeah. right? That just essentially got upheld by the Supreme Court. That said, Trump cannot essentially change this thing and just say they're not Dreamers anymore because we already Listen for whatever reason, right? No, but he that proved that he has that ex- that level of executive authority. To actually write, essentially write into law everything that he's done since that ruling. Since that ruling, he has been hammering out executive order after executive order after executive order. Because he, ha- the Supreme Court now has proven that an executive order, uh, the executive amnesty thing, like if you can reach that far as the executive, as the president of the United States, surpass the, the will of the American people to say like, nope. All these people from here to here are now, you can't touch them. You can't deport them. They're just stuck in limbo. I'm creating this bubble for them to hang out in. What else can the president do, for God's sakes? And he's now going, I can pretty much do whatever the fuck I want. Certainly. And we, we've established that we, we're, all, we're mm-hmm. all concerned about the extent of, of, executive, of executive power. That's been a concern the entire time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm getting like feedback all of a sudden. Oh, I, there's extra noise coming out of there, but I don't okay. that. I think Maybe I'll just turn this down just. I think it's go. just shit on his end. Just noise. Word. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good, 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 good. Thanks for interrupting calls. Sorry. I just want to make sure no. Zeke can be heard crystal clear. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> no, and I, I, I agree. I think that we all agree. There are enormous concerns about executive overreach, you mm-hmm. know, but that's. I mean, again, we as these things have already been cemented for long enough that until there's some type of legislative fix combined with a judicial ruling that executive orders yeah. in and of themselves are unconstitutional, it's going to continue to go down. You and know? It's going to require a a rollover I, from an existing executive or judicial I ruling. That, I think that the part of the reason that Donald Trump is doing these particular executive orders is because even if he doesn't win this next election, right? Which, mm-hmm. who knows, you like know, he's the, getting the, the, polls, the polls say whatever, you know, whatever, yeah. right? But even if he doesn't win the next election, if he's doing things like a pathway to citizenship for the Dreamers and some type of public option health care that's better than whatever the fuck yeah. the the Democrats have cooked up because the polls showed when the debates were going on that overall people didn't love the amount of money that went into that. You know, if if there are things that are an overall benefit and generally on the Democratic side, right, mm-hmm. like a pathway to citizenship and a public option are, then even if Joe Biden comes in the next time, he can't really turn those over and displease everybody who subscribes to that ideology even if they're trying to make the argument that Donald Trump can't do that by himself, right? So they have to either fix that legislatively or he has to just let it sit because he can't fucking 
come in and all of a sudden tell the dreamers just kidding i know that six months ago donald trump said that you guys could be here but we're not doing it this way and mm-hmm. i'm putting you back in limbo until the courts or until the Somebody else until congress figures it out yeah there's no way because right now you know? we've just decided they're in a perpetual limbo with that, that right? he's he, it's a it's a power move almost you know uh, so yeah but so let me ask zeke this question yes right because this essentially is it comes down to executive power we just had the president of the United States pass immigration reform, um, multiple foreign policy trade problems because Stimulus of sanctions. Just today, yes, we have direct payments to you to the United States citizens, all under the authority of the executive. No, no, order. no, no. Remember this. This is this is uh, payroll tax cuts, uh-huh. unemployment benefits extended, and then making sure people don't get evicted from their houses. Okay, yeah, all done. Right. With this signing of the president's, I'm pen. just, I'm just one of the right. I don't. It's I'm not the not fact that like I, I disagree with what he signed. No, no. I'm just. You said direct payments. I'm just saying this. Oh, word, this word, isn't. Word. That's all. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. I'm just correcting that. That's all. Um, no, I agree. You're too. But we're on. all those things. Like we feel. I think generally that it's like this is stuff we wish the Congress could get done. Yes. But the president is now taking sole authority and saying, "No, you will." Do these things. How is this, Zeke? Does this not somehow, even if you agree with all the things that he signed up, assuming you agree with all these recent executive orders, we're fucking on China, we're getting people the money they need, so on and so forth, <laughs> right? <on> China. <laughs> uh, there is a fundamental problem in that, at least in my eyes. And, you know, Am I am I wrong in being somewhat offended by the fact that we're just <laughs> allowing the president to be like, no, fuck it, I say I want it, so it's going to happen. Am I wrong, oh, man? That's no, you're not wrong. It's just it's, uh, like even when God, the like, outcomes like are good, a lot of places. I'll like, say what now? I was like, even when the outcomes are good, like we can't defend it, though, right? No, yeah, you're right. Like I hate that. It's complicated. <laughs> Fuck. I know. It, like this. This isn't really my my, my strong suit uh, topic. It, it all. It's like one of those things. that's like a. I'm like a, a rock in a hard place on this conversation because. Uh, I'm I'm from a family of immigrants myself, and, um, you know, my dad had to, fucking leave Mexico under you know, terrible circumstances. And I don't want to deny, you know, those people of Hong Kong because, you know, they're, you know, they're in, in terrible, they're, they're in a terrible, terrible situation too. It's just, it's everything that the, the Portland motherfuckers think is happening, except over there, it's really happening. Yeah. Right. It's, I, I I don't know. I'll, I'll have to stick with what you said, Colin. It's it's that's probably the most logical way to think about this. And that's that's the problem. It's fucking logic shit gets in the way because it's like some of this stuff I don't think makes sense. But at a point when I wrestle with it enough, I go, no, man, these people have human fucking rights that need to be protected. Right? Am I becoming a neocon now? Because I'm no. like, D- motherfucker, this is not okay. We can't do this again. No. Well, in, in Germany in nineteen in the 1930s and 1940s, we didn't know necessarily 
that it was happening as a as a as a populace, right? right? The soldiers that showed up were incredibly just in shock right. about what they found, right? But we know now See. what that can look like, and we know that it is happening and again, happen. and we're just letting it happen. But on a on a legal level, on a constitutional level, we shouldn't be allowing the president to do these things that we think are right. Yeah. But at what point do we, and this is a larger question that, you know, we can think about. Maybe we'll talk about it at another point. You know, at yeah. what point of seeing those steps being repeated, do you step in? You know, I mean, like, what do yeah. you, what do you do? I mean, do you the, only the, thing, the only thing to, to truly stop China from running those camps, because even if they aren't able to sell any of those items to people, they're going to continue to lock up the Uyghur Muslims. Yeah. They're going to continue to kill people. They're going to continue to weld them into their homes. They're going to continue to steal people's organs, all this shit, right? Oh, yeah. We didn't even the talk only about thing the, to, the yeah. fact that they, we still have no concept of the real actual numbers for coronavirus. Well, and at, at this point, exactly. right? They're still number 30. They're like, they're 30. Yeah. In, in the, uh, Bull fucking their shit. Number, their real number hasn't really changed, which is like bullshit. Exactly. Fucking shit. We see what happens. Well, and at this point, I think part of the point of this whole segment we just did on China, right, mm-hmm. is that I wrote like a little like paragraph thing that I was gonna, you know, it's it's long past now, but uh, that I, oh, I was gonna say you can read. No, this. no, no, no. It's long past now. But the oh. idea is that I, I think that like most people, including the media, don't take the threat of China seriously enough. Be and and part of it is is. Because Donald Trump is so focused on it, you know? Because and Donald Trump is such man bad. Exactly. It's so, it, because it's such a focal point, it's just that he's being a racist, right? And I talked about earlier, it took, it took videos of Muslim people being forced onto trains and random, ominous, anonymous seeds being sent to people's house and Bro. TikTok being, being banned for anybody to even begin to give a shit about any of this stuff. And I've got a page and a half of stuff that we just went over of and things that China pervasive efforts that china is actively engaged in and it's just these three things that people actually care about uh, finally a video of people being forced onto trains is what they care about not not the yep. confirmed ports by by reuters by the epic times for yep. years now right Roger Nuaz went on a fucking hunger strike for i yeah. think up to five or six days i think before he finally got enough signature like and yeah. woke americans that are here like you said people in portland woke americans are so insane with Trump derangement syndrome and a fear of being canceled to accept that this exists and to try and address the fact that the CDCP is affecting, I mean, almost every aspect of our lives at this point, you yeah. know? They can't do that. Interf- because to do that would mean they would have to focus on the repression of a group that has been deemed already a part of the problem. Right. Under the intersectional hierarchy, Asians are allowed to be discriminated against because, for whatever reason, they tend to have better test scores and they work harder and so on and so forth. And they can't deal with that, so they can't back them because their ideology now has gotten in the way of it. And this brings all the way back to their upbringing and, and, and academia and everybody adopting this Marxist values. And now China is able to go wherever they want and and that portion of the population that ha- that has that has been affected by the brain virus, the mind virus of Marxism, they're allowed to do whatever they want, yeah. and so China can do whatever they want, and a vast portion of the United States won't say shit about it, or they'll just pretend it doesn't exist. You know, the fr- 
hashtag free Hong Kong on the back of your jersey. Can't put that on there. You could put fuck America, but you can't put anything else. That's the, that just means that, that there was just one the thing. put that on their fucking jersey. Could you imagine? I cannot. Have you watched an NBA game recently? I have seen clips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, they have the Black Lives Matter. I can't breathe. I'm like, well, how about the Hong Kong people? Yeah. No? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. wait. No. That's because you got the fucking getting paid from China. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're going to adopt. Yeah, you can't say shit about that, can you? Nope. And we're going to change our fucking movies. We're going to change the Avengers. Uh, uh, Infinity. Uh, what was the last one? Endgame. It was uh, Doctor Strange. They had oh, Doctor, they, Doctor they Strange was one. Doctor Strange. Yeah. What did was, they change about it? You couldn't be a what was it? What was it? Z? You tell me. It, it, uh, it had something to do with the monk. I think the, mm-hmm. the original monk had to be like a was a Tibetan monk, and they changed yeah. it to, to something. something else. And it was supposed to be a, no, be a sure. male, and it was, yeah. then they changed it to a female. Just you couldn't do you it know, the way they did just, in the fucking comic because now it's racist. It. It's yep. it's. I don't. I don't. What I've also heard about like in the new Top Gun. He had like a patch on his mm-hmm. arm that had to do with, I know whatever it is that you know now like is the communist flag or something. Some, like that. Something like that having to do with the Chinese, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, when the first Top Gun came out, it was like maybe that. it was like a Taiwanese patch or some shit like that, and now you know, like mm-hmm. so that they can air it in China, it yeah. can't be a Taiwanese patch. I got it, it was something like that. Yeah. You can look it up. I don't remember. I don't want to misquote it, but that's it was something to that effect. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like that. That's which means they're changing our movies. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already we've proven that now that the point that the the, the dollar aspect they are influencing us. They are, they are trying to influence us successfully. Our, yeah. and successfully, mind you, through you know whether it's through the news, our entertainment, what our kids watch, what we use Nikes. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Like, yeah. they, they are culture. fucking everywhere, and that should be a major concern. Mm-hmm. Fucking popular culture, that was like a subject we haven't hit that much on the on your list of societal thing. Right. Nike. Fucking iPhones. Yeah. Where you get your iPhones, Foxconn, nets on the side of the buildings, because the, sla- the slave labor that's happening inside is so bad that people want to kill themselves, they right. put nets outside the window so they can't. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing. Maybe, we're talking about cents, cents a day, which yeah. is disgusting. And that the yeah the pure civil rights violations. And there's a video that John and Olivia showed me. Actually, there's a company, a YouTube channel called Jubilee. Have you heard of this mm-hmm. before? Um, you should look it up too, Zeke Jubilee. And they just they bring together just people that are on opposite sides of an argument. Number one and thing. Oh, yes. been, okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and so they had one that John and Olivia was showing to me. I'm going to rewatch it because we were working out, so I only watched so much of it. Mm-hmm. That was Chinese citizens versus U.S. citizens, and they were talking about like their country's uh, respective responses to the virus and stuff like that. And some of the party rhetoric that was being spewed by some of these citizens was like shocking. It was it was concerning. To hear some of the shit they're talking about. And like, oh, we barely had any cases at all. Like, nothing really happened. Like, the government handled it excellently. Like, it's not, you know, like, there's no coronavirus here anymore. We know that there's new 
new outbreaks happening all the time. Like we're seeing it. We're there. We have reports of it. And they're like, yeah, no, it's like totally handled. It's like not even a problem at all. Yeah, there, there, there is no war in Boston. Yeah, yeah, it's it was it was shocking, bro. Um, and it's it is all the way down to the people they allow to be on YouTube shows. You should have never you introduced know? me to Avatar. Zeke, you seen Avatar? Yes, Last okay. Airbender. Yeah. yeah, I just watched that. Jonathan just yeah. got me on it. So I missed it when I was a kid, but I oh watched God, it just bro. now. Fuck, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And um, it was, like I said, it was just, it's shocking yeah. to, see, to see that type of stuff, you know? Um, I mean, you talk about the original meaning of, like, woke, right? When it when woke first came out, that was like your, it was almost what woke used to be would probably be classified as a right-wing conspiracy theory today. Yeah. It was kind of waking up, essentially, and noticing that, like, essentially, the media was running a narrative on you. They weren't providing you the truth. They may not have been lying to you directly in the nature they are now, but they were still... They were running a narrative on you. They were yeah. they were not being truthful, and it, it went all the way down to the academy. The same problems that exist that we're recognizing, I guess, today, really. That's it's been happening for a very long time. So this was my point about the jubilee thing. Um, was you know you had these three Chinese citizens talking about how excellent the response was to the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and we had videos of and reports of people being, like I said earlier, welded into their homes. Just, just entire buildings yeah. being welded into their homes and like, we'll just come back in two weeks, you know, coming back to apartments full of dead people because they welded them into their fucking houses. And they have people that are actually going to go on to, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they probably have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of subscribers, Jubilee. I don't know how many they have, but, um, I don't know if it's the it's, right one. I'm sure that it oh, is, that you know, if you got a drink back there. It's, yeah, is that's, that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So how many? 5.53 million subscribers. Right. So they are going to allow three individuals to go on and speak to five and a half million people. At least those are just the subscribers. Yeah, that's right. right. We know that's a right. small that's, fraction. More, let's say a quarter, right? Even though it's probably way on a good day, a quarter, yeah. right? So you have 20 million people that are going to watch those videos. Jesus and Christ. And they're going to see how many views does the Chinese citizen one have? Because I'm sure it's on the top. Uh, I'm like, trying to find here. Let me go to video. Yeah, it's like Chinese. Strangers rate a model. Five Isn't that five. fucked up? Like to her face. Yeah, super yeah. weird. Anyway, but yeah, so like we have, we have actual validated information that that's counter and there are. They're just saying the complete opposite. They're willing to lie, you know. Oh my about god! How these, did I not know this place? Subscribe. Yeah, these horrible, horrible civil rights abuses, even outside of Hong Kong. You know? I haven't found the Chinese one, but there's enough already on here. That yeah, it's like I'm cool. seeing are like, yes. Should, should we defund the police? You know, Man, um, they were good. I'm not racist. You're the racist. Yeah. Wow. I'm really yeah, excited. Israel, to Palestine. They, they have some pretty good ones on there. Wow. We need to be doing a little bit of this. On okay, the side. so this one's from Jubilee. Yeah, it's is anyone to blame for the pandemic? Chinese citizens versus Americans. Um, Two hundred twenty-one thousand views, which is weird considering they have five and a half million subscribers, and that was put on YouTube mm-hmm. two months ago. That video. Whoa! So that's weird. That's fucking. Al- that's totally isn't bullshit. that odd. <laughs> so I'd be interested to know why what? that's the case. Because hashtag YouTube. That's why. Because nobody in America is interested about the coronavirus pandemic, right? Nobody not, here cares about the coronavirus at all. Not even a little so bit. So 
nobody would want to hear what a Chinese what Chinese We're people si- have to say yeah. about their countries. That's We're systematically destroying broke. our country because of the coronavirus, but we don't care to get the true stats. Yeah, that's no. fucked up. Not even a little bit, dude. A percentage of their subscribers have watched that. That's yeah, yeah. That's absurd. There's no way. There's no you, way that that's, but that's yeah. that is how you measure metrics, though. They got to but they have to just be like not even showing. It's got to just not even be showing up on people's feeds. Yeah. If only that many people have seen it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're not going to find it either. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you have any um, other points that you wanted to hit with China that we didn't get to, Zeke? Probably like ah oh, fuck I forgot to bring this up. It's always how it works. At the moment, yeah. Um, no, I think I think we covered China uh, fairly fairly well. Yeah, so we can we can move on to something different if you'd like. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like I said, that's you know this is just a a portion. Like there is like we we could probably do a whole other episode given a few more weeks of of different oh, ways. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Is there anything else that you wanted to hit in regards to China, Colin? Mm, I mean, no. No, I, I mean, realistically, that's that's probably what we can do. There is one more thing. There's so much popping in China. One more thing that I wanted to talk about that I wanted to talk about last week that we didn't get to. We almost and, didn't hit anything in Portland, by the way. Um, yeah, and that's... So if you had something you needed to get off your chest. Um, not in regards to Portland. Maybe that's uh, a subject. Maybe that's a thing we should do right before our get out line. It's like, what is the thing you have to get off your chest? Yeah. And it's the one statement you can put in where we don't have any conversation. Is this the one thing I truly want meant to talk about, but I can't. So here's that. That's a good idea. So maybe so, if you, yeah. if you, if you need that Zeke at the end, just let so, us know. So let's talk about this last topic real quick and then we'll, we'll see if anyone has, they call them concluders on the meat eater podcast and concluders. we'll call them. Yeah. We'll call okay. them whatever. What did you got to get on my chest? That's a good one. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well, you yeah. got to get off your chest. Yeah. So this so, last one that I wanted to talk about last week, right? We've talked about the McCloskeys yes. a couple episodes now, yes. right? And this is the couple. That's the Missouri couple, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? And so at first it was just that they, you know, were just a meme factory and they had, you know, an <laughs> altercation. Yeah. Yeah. Too. An altercation, you know, an interaction with the protesters. And then, you know, the police came and took their guns. And yeah. then there was tampering in the police department with their guns because one of them was inoperable um, when they took it, but they fucked with it, made it, made the, it so they the could firing fire. pin. I think was like reversed. backwards or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the McCloskeys catch federal like a uh, felony gun charges. Whoa! Right. Right. The McCloskeys have caught federal or Jesus Christ felony gun charges in regards to brandishing their weapons in a threatening manner towards the protesters on their own fucking property. Mm-hmm. And so the governor has said that he will pardon them. You know, he said if like, oh, I think a week or two before these charges came down that he was going to pardon them if anything came of it. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But the very idea that two people on their own fucking property who are also simultaneously claiming that they were receiving death threats from the protesters, not only had their guns taken from them, but then received felony fucking gun charges on top of it? Yeah. is They were just peacefully protesting. You have got to be fucking joking me. I cannot believe that this is happening here, bro. 
in Missouri. It's like, peacefully protesting. Yeah, yeah. So when, when that happens, protesting in the cities, and it's only a matter of time before they knock on your door and start saying, you know, we're, we're fucking protesting you. We want fucking money for our oppression. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting out of this shit. And that's scary to me. Literally, we had Seattle Times had an article about the the shop owners, the store owners that were in the shop and how yeah. they were affected. And they talk about it in that article in the Seattle Times. And they are not appreciative of being held at fucking gunpoint and told to, quote unquote, you know, to hypothetically bend the knee and pay them all. It, really? It, it is extortion. Through and through. It was a racket when it was happening. You need to either contribute X amount of your profit to an approved fucking right, uh, non-profit, right. or you had to pay a tax yes, directly. Yeah, and like, we've seen that happen in other places, too. Uh-huh. We just saw a store. I don't remember where it was at, but that was owned by a Cuban immigrant. And him and, like, a yeah, bunch of other immigrants. Miami? All, uh, yeah, probably. Florida somewhere. Not to be racist, but yeah, probably. Florida. Yeah. Um, I mean, just by virtue of the fact that he's Cuban, yeah, and yeah. was told the same thing. They needed to donate X amount of his profits to a charity or just give it to them. And he's, you can fuck right off. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm a goddamn Cuban immigrant. I'm not paying to any of this bullshit yeah. for fucking oppression that I did not cost. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you see that story, Zeke? Oh, yeah, I saw the same story. Lots yeah. of these, these, there was a group of protesters that, I guess, I don't want to call them protesters at this point. They were like, People that were willing to demonstrate for him, the store owner, and all this protest and like anti-protesting. We're oppressed, or, so we're going to oppress you. Yes, one hundred percent. It is so and extort you and fucking take you your money from you forcibly, or we're just going to fucking destroy your business. Amen. That is wrong. And Zeke, can I ask you if you were to try to through if you were to try to look into your crystal ball? And find out what it is that is causing them to to hold those store those store owners up at gunpoint and give to whatever you know nonprofit or so whatever they're calling. Like, what is their purpose for doing these protests at this point? From looking at the news coverage and what you've seen from it, have you been able to discern any kind of like uh, demand or desire that these groups want? I know. I, I, I've been 100%. looking at this shit like historically. Yeah, I've been looking at this shit historically to be like, okay, so do these guys want any meaningful legislation? Like, I pulled up like a list of like protests that were successful and that ended up with meaningful red le- legislation. I'm like, okay, let's let's go through here. Little Rock Nine. It, it resulted in Brown versus Board of Education in May seventeenth of night. 1954. Yeah. Peaceful protest. Successful. Montgomery bus boycott. The Freedom Riders. MLK. All peaceful. Successful and got legal legislation done taken care of. Boom. Women's suffrage. Let's, let, let's not just keep it to, to minorities, but women's suffrage of 1993. The women's rights movement granted women more political rights like property rights, whereas women's suffrage movement achieved 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote. I fucking love this now, guy. I love this guy. Right. And then, so right. what happens when we, when you riot? Let's go back to Rodney King in 1992 in yep. LA, the LA riots. Yep. Was yep. it wrong 
Absolutely. People had the right to be upset. But did anything meaningful happen? Absolutely not. Because they were destroying businesses. They were, they were just, it wasn't, they, they weren't fighting the right fight. Yeah. That's how you get rooftop they Koreans, were, man. They, were, they well, weren't doing things the right way. Yep. And we even talked early, early on in the riots, you know, how things were being misguided from small businesses, how they really should be directed to more towards federal buildings. Rooftop too, Muslims. Too you much time, too much time has passed now, and the movement is no longer about what it started as. It's mm-hmm. now about far leftist groups trying to tear down the government and destroy federal buildings, right? Mm-hmm. It, I, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for it, but, if during the original George Floyd protest, a federal building had been lit on fire and destroyed, it would have held a completely different impact totally. than right now. If we the federal building, about that. yeah, then, yeah. The, then if the federal building is to be caught on fire tonight and burned down, that's not gonna. It's not gonna stand for the same thing. It's not gonna send the same message. That's gonna be about destruction of the government, not about. We are upset. This is happening. You know, these are our feelings about whatever. Like this, it's. It's completely separate. They're not even the same thing, you know? No. And it's... It's been totally and utterly co-opted. Right. Like I said, I, I'm not advocating for either. When we were talking about it, I said, if you're going to destroy something, it probably right. should be this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now, it's it's Wait, too long. Don't it's, it's burn been the too federal long. building. Yeah, it's too late. The, these, these things are no longer connected, you know? Yeah. Blinding right. police officers, all this shit... That we're, I'm, I'm not See the saying, little old ladies? I'm not arguing on either side. When we're talking like, about police what? officers being like, blinded, being legitimately yeah. injured for the occupation that they hold, whether or not I agree with their choice to do what they're doing, yeah. being blinded permanently for holding an occupation, I think is really fucking gross. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You're maiming somebody, for yeah. God's sakes. Zeke, let me ask you this question. I want, I want to know how far, how deep you get. Do you listen to Tim Pool at all? Absolutely. Sends me, he sends me Tim Cast clips all the time. Oh, good. Okay. Then, all right. Then me and you are going to text like every day now because <laughs> I need, we, I always need more points of input. I for, talk to, to Zeke multiple opinion. times a week. Perfect. I don't know why I'm so late to the party, but I'm so glad that I could have met <laughs> you. Jesus. So I, I wanted to ask you one more thing uh, before we kind of ended as far as China went, and now all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, so I just – let me put it this way. Um, how how has the show been for you so far? Are you pretty relaxed so far? And, as, as you know, now we're, we're kind of getting towards the end of things. Like, I mean, I was, I was pretty nervous, and uh, I've, I've gotten more comfortable – it's, I, I would, uh, obviously I'd love, I'd love to be over there personally, but I have, I've loved how this has, uh, turned out personally. Oh, fuck yeah. So all that being it. said, right. I just, due to the fact that you're feeling a little comfortable now, um, is there one thing, like, what is the one thing that has happened over the past week? Um, especially given your kind of fucked up circumstance and the stuff that you've been going through, kind of like hanging out in this weird limbo. Is there something that has come across um, socially, politically, I mean, governmentally, geopolitically, whatever it is, that has really just like, you know, like really nagged on your craw and that's like really got you wanting to like ask something about it or talk about it? What's the one thing that you really can't just like to steal a line from NPR? Does it have to be about China or does it have to be about anything? 
anything. What's the one thing like we haven't talked about today that you're just still this is just still nagging at you? It's my the thing that's been nagging at me is uh, Portland and what what's what happened in Seattle with Chaz. Um, okay. I, so, like, believe it or not, I was I was completely for it, but they took it in a completely different direction than I what I wanted it or had hoped it would have gone to. Because to me, since I've been there, since I've lived there most of my life, racism wasn't the issue. Okay, like Talk about what the, the, the issue the issue that I think that the West Coast is fit, facing is to me to me is. It's bigger than racism. But to me, it, racism is like an anthill in front of a mountain. That kind okay. of thing. Like, all right, so here's my point, and I mean nothing else by what I'm saying. So just mm-hmm. bear with me. If a billionaire and a bunch of cronies have mountains of evidence against them in regards to pedophilia, sex trafficking, and other crimes against humanity, and the U.S. District Attorney cannot indict these criminals, and you cannot hold public officials responsible for their crimes, and what we have is a criminal justice system that is so horribly corrupt and embarrassingly rotten to the core that stealing the attention away from these crimes and replace the attention in such a way is that blames the most at risk session of society is absolutely embarrassing. They're looking at an anthill with a magnifying glass when they're standing in front of a mountain. Okay. Race is a small force is a small portion of this. And we mm-hmm. figured it out seventy years ago. That's a good point. Um, so that being said, what do we do about it? You're in charge. You have the keys to the lever. You're pulling all the switches. You're you know you're doing everything. You have utter control of your utopia. How do you fix that? What do you? What does it look like? Fucking the Epstein's people who have money that can buy buy off fucking politicians. They're in the they're in fucking prison. If there's evidence against them. They go to fucking prison. Just, I want, I want the system to work the way it's. Fuck it, I wish I could. But it's a, and it's a big question. Don't don't feel that bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, if, if there's if there's if like if against an average Joe, basically, if 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 your average person was being sent to prison for something like the evidence says that he did, right? Mm-hmm. He should go to prison. That should not be limited to just the average citizen, and not like be made um, from president down. Everyone should be accountable. From president down, like you don't, you don't get pardoned from that. There's no pardons for whatever the fuck you did. So how like, do you fix you, that? You are doing the crime. Yeah. How do you fix that? That's problem. That's a problem because it's like it's the eternal question. That's <clears throat> we have to if, hold people accountable. Yeah, if I am understanding Zeke's kind of point here and his his what he's driving at here, it's it he's fed up with corruption, hundred percent. How do you get rid of a corrupt system through a system which can only be changed by working throughout that system yeah. that has already been corrupted? Does that not call for a revolution? Um, one I can. Well, let me ask Zeke that question. Yeah. You know, like how do you honestly, how do you fix it? That, that's what I that's what I, and that's kind of what I was hoping for with Chaz. Like I have no problem with him. Peace, like showing up to like a governor's or a politician's house and peacefully protesting, and you know trying to hold these people accountable. 
Uh-huh. What I had a problem is, with is just <sighs> fuck, man. I I'm losing my train of thought too much right now, but it's people. I think the the imperfections right. within people within the movement. It's it takes right. away from the movement, even if like the Chaz may have started out under the auspices of the right ideas, but as soon as people get involved, it gets fucked up. I think right. that that might be where the problem lies is in the imperfection of humans trying to be idealistic. Yeah, when the Chaz started, I had a lot of high hopes for the Chaz. Word. I uh, I was in I was in big favor of what they were, the idea of what they were doing, and it quickly deteriorated into stupidity at first, and oh, yeah. then um, crime and sexual assault and murder. Murder shortly thereafter, which somebody um, just got extortion. Somebody just charged, got arrested on charges related yeah. to the murders. Or a murder. Yeah. Well, that's... Thank you for sharing, Zeke. I just basically asked him if there's one thing mm-hmm. we hadn't gotten to, you know, the one thing that's still nagging at him, you know. Well, we didn't really dive into Portland and Chaz too much, but... So, if if we were going to slowly start to end this, because I think it's about time, unfortunately, um, what would be the, the thing that... What's nagging at you still? Um... What's the one thing you want to get off your chest that we hadn't talked about today? Even an aspect of something we did talk about that you didn't get to. Yeah, no, I guess um, it would boil down to paying attention to the things that, like, don't show up on your feed, you know? And that's a hard Mm. thing to do, like we were talking about. But a lot of the big stuff, you know, conversations... Um, about the idea of Bill Clinton and other people in power, celebrities. He, that's just the one person that's, you know, easy to mm-hmm. almost verify. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, but other people of power, other famous people, um, being connected to pedophilia, child trafficking, pederasty. Um, I feel like it's strangely in line to what. Zeke just said that you were not yeah. here to hear. So this um, is very, very natural. No, I just, yeah, I just think that it's important. To do deeper research and stuff. Okay. You know, it was like our show where we're talking about things like this, where we're going to spend an hour and a half talking about China and the ways that it's directly affecting your life um, are going to be hidden from you. You know, these things that we're spending this much time on to produce for people to have this information are being hidden from people. We talked about that for probably half the pre-show, you know, oh, yeah. the, the content that we're making is being systematically hidden from the people who are choosing and saying already that they want to consume it, you know? Um, so I would just implore people to put in, unfortunately, more effort than they're doing now, even if it's just to try and listen to our show or something like our show, you know? I'm always hesitant to be like, oh, we'll just listen to our show and that'll be all you need, you know? But, um, I mean, it's a good gateway into, we talk about enough other content you know, that we consume to get to where we're at, that think that this is a good doorway for somebody who's trying to get into the world of political honesty mm-hmm. and objectivity and a deeper understanding and comprehension of the world that we live in, you know, I mean, especially since Corona started, I've, I've, I've started to look at things kind of two different ways, you know, under the rules that, we play under now and then 
if there's to be a new set of rules the way that I would play into those ones. You I don't know? even remember rules and, before and Corona so, anymore. I don't. So I, I don't, don't remember what so it was I like. don't think that it's wrong for people to be looking at things that way. Um, I told Jordan that I just have thought in the last week or so that like begun to think that like we, we may actually be at a pivotal point in American history. You know, mm-hmm. for a long time, I wrote off the idea of any type of like large governmental shift, whether it be through, you know, some type of attempted overthrow or coup or take over or take over of a city, you know, um, it seems the, ridiculous. But it the, seems ridiculous. The Venn diagram of quote unquote oppressed and woke people, you know, has grown large enough that it's encompassing Antifa. You know, we saw Garrett Foster, who has ties to the Boogaloo community and to these Black Lives Matter protesters that are there. There's the Venn diagram is growing large enough that eventually there will either be enough people or enough people with firearms that, you know, what we're seeing at the courthouse in portland or the federal building in portland isn't going to be just improvised explosives it's going to be actual firearms you know and it's going to be an entire city or a small town you know or something like that um and And what are we going to do when it's the most progressive town yeah so that's the type of stuff that i've not that situation specifically but some type of large governmental shift you know we we may actually be in that time you know i mean if you think about Um, it Times have been so good for so long. It's about time we had a little strife. Well, and we're sitting here for enough hours a month identifying problems that were like, but what do you do? What do you do without a governmental, you know, shift, without a huge, you know, change in the way that these systems work? Like, how long do people have to have these conversations? Not even have to. How long do people have these conversations before enough people are pissed off enough that it happens? Three generations is what we talked about on the way here. If I counted it, if I was to count three, one would be our parents, two would be us, three would be our children. By the time that I'm dead, City's going to be taken over by people who don't agree with what's going on here. That might fundamentally, to their core, disbelieve in what's going on here. Like the the fact so, that it might be considered unthinkable—that's terrifying. The shift is moving enough already from people in our generations, from people like us who we have our lines drawn in our head. You know, of when it's time to strap up. And until then, we sit and we talk about it. We try and make change within this system, you know. Or other people that we know that were seen in Portland, that were seen in all these other cities, that line is blurred for them. You know, it doesn't exist. It may be way, way long ago that probably is too soon for a line to be reasonably drawn. You know, we're seeing that a lot now. By the time that we all have kids, Zeke has a daughter. We have we have a son. You guys are going to have kids. You know what I'm saying? By the time that all of our kids are grown, that line's going to be way, way, way before ours is now. You know? Just think about what the difference is between now and when you were a kid with your parents. Yeah, you know? and we haven't discussed it outright, but I imagine wild. I imagine my red line and your line are about in the same place where we're like, okay, now is the time that we're going to the streets, we're putting on the fucking plate carriers, we have the ARs, and we're yeah. going now. You know? It's going to be in November. <laughs> it's going to be in November. I, I would imagine that <laughs> Maybe December, our, depending yeah. on how long it takes. But I, said I would imagine yeah. our red line, you know, other people we know are around the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen a lot of people Whose yep. line is already crossed, you know? Oh, yeah. So, and it takes enough of them to add up to a problem. 
And the longer, the more generations, the more people hear us talking about this. You know, mm-hmm. if 30 years have gone by and we have all this money and we're, you know, influencers and we're doing all this in a positive way, not in like a YouTube influencer way, but, you know, people have been listening to us and there are kids now who are finding us 30 years from this. And these motherfuckers have been talking about inequality mm-hmm. with fundamental inequality for Americans for 30 years now. Yeah. This doesn't work anymore. It's time to take the fuck up arms and we're going. It only takes that long, you know? So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, dark as that is, that's what I would leave people with. Well, that's, I mean, that's a thing, right? And this is the thing. And I will say this. I had kind of a two-parter. I'm going to try to remember what the, the second more substantial <laughs> one was um, while I explain the first. So the first one being, um, essentially, you know, what we're trying to do here and all this good stuff and talking about it, you know, like... If you're listening, if you're appreciative to what we're doing, you know, please share this. You know, if you think what we're talking about and the way we're trying to have these conversations is worth, you know, reproducing, please spread this around. You know, that's really all I ask. You know, we're not looking for AdSense. You know, we don't have any advertisers at this point. We are a homegrown podcast trying to. I don't want to say red pill people, but you know, we're just trying to like, we're just trying to lay it all out there. We're trying to be honest and have two honest conversations, three honest conversations since we've started getting all these guests in with people that, that work and live in the community that we grew up in. You know, this is, it's important because it is a direct reflection of what America actually is compared to the picture from the media that you're getting, that is what they view America as. Yeah. There is a defined, there is a there not so fine line between the picture that we're getting anymore from the media to what is actually happening, boots on the ground. You know, I think I might have mentioned to you before, but earlier, it was last week, um, I saw a group of demonstrators on the Kingston Corner uh, down at Four Corners there right. where the protests and demonstrations always happen, that were demonstrating, there was three or four people down there demonstrating against child trafficking. And this was the same day that the video uh, for the last episode came out, so it was like last week sometime. But it was like, how how coincidental you know, that this is happening, and that it is so reassuring to me that more and more people are, are starting to be like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? This is something that has been swept under the rug whether it doesn't make dollars so media companies don't produce it or they're trying to hide something, we don't know that it's yeah. yet to be seen. But for whatever reason, people don't know about this. It's not broadcast on the daily news. It's not anywhere. And it's nice to see people, you know, demonstrating for these things, so peacefully protesting, if you will, to, to get out there and, and practice their First Amendment right. Um. So it's it's very nice. If you're appreciative of the conversations, please like, subscribe, share, wherever you're watching this, leave reviews, leave the likes. And all that really does is just just help feed the algorithm so that we can get out there a little bit more. Um, you know, other than that, all I really care, like, I'm not looking for any money. Don's <laughs> not looking for any money. We have what we want. We want to make right money now. if we're doing this, right? But at the at the reason we started this is because we wanted people to be more informed about what was going on. We have an election in fucking November. 
which is right around the corner. And we're going to go over the ballots for the general election like we, we did last year. We don't even know who the actual Democratic nominee is going to be at this point. It is August 8th. We don't know. The Democratic Party has not settled on a nominee. That's going to be my, I can't let it go or whatever it is. I can't, I got to get off my chest. The Democratic Party needs to step the fuck up because right now I feel like all they want to do is sign up for another four years of Trump so they can just obstruct for another four years, which essentially politically is sitting in idle. Yeah. It means you do not know what to do or how to do it. So you sit there and just say, orange man, bad. And the fact that you saw three different Biden signs coming into the studio today, none of which were officially created by the Biden campaign. They all are, and they're all three different, yeah, I guarantee they you. They are all different. Because they are made by private organizations that That's are helping funny. to, they're, they're essentially PACs that are trying to, they're right. donating money and all this stuff. There is no official Biden 2020, like, actual Democratic right. nominee yet. That is not happening. It may change. That's Who fucking knows? <clears throat> so that is my, let's leave it at that. Okay? Just yeah. pay the fuck attention, please. Question everything you're oh, heard. Nice. You need to fact check everything that you hear. Whether it's the f- stupid fucking Axios interview, which I watched right before we started the podcast Ooh. today, by the way, with Donald Trump again. That's that the second time one. I watched it. It is so bad. Everything is bad. Yeah. I don't know how to. I don't. I want to be more optimistic, but I've lost it. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but I got a track record of being semi close to right on these things, and I am not seeing a bright future. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. Have you watched the Axios interview, Zeke? Uh, I have not. Oh, good lord! Oh, you bro, gotta go on please. to the go on to the YouTube's. Look up Donald Trump Axios interview. It was horrific. Exactly. And actually, now that I think about it, right before we go into our line, yeah. since Zeke is not here in person, let's, and he's going to go ahead and send me a picture that we can use for the video. Yes. Let's go ahead and pretend we're going to take a, we're going to take a picture with him, with our arms oh, around him. And you're going to put him there. And then we're going to put him in the video. So thumbs up, <laughs> smile. And now we can end this motherfucker. <laughs> That's awesome. There's your thumbnail, baby. That's awesome. You're going to have to look for that at the end of the video, Zeke. Yes. Oh, Jesus. No, and now I'm, I got I got to give Zeke a little shade here. If he is OG number one, where's Zeke's t-shirt? Do we he not get him a t-shirt? t-shirt? He has a t-shirt. He one. I, I shipped it to him in the Bro, we need to give him a free he was, shirt. He offered to buy it. Of course, because he's the an OG. We had the whole conversation. Yeah, God damn, is he? I, yeah. I want to support you guys. Yeah, no, he wanted to buy it. This I, is the, yeah, this is the same thing we had about that conversation about whether we should get on Patreon or not. Yeah, and oh fuck, I sent Patreon, it to him. Dude. I oh. sent it to him with business cards, and I think one of my notes. Oh, um, word. In wrapped in paper from work. Yeah, I shipped it from Bennick. Oh my god. Yeah, I love you know, it. He got a legit a legit ass salt of the streets t shirt from work and everything. So it came in brown paper, right, Zeke? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. Paper. Yeah. I got my shirt with a fuckload of business cards. There you go. All right. So that being said, pr- the rules of the game are if you can name the theme. Of the line. It's a, this is a show. I've been doing a show. We're doing a show. Yeah. So name the show. 
that this line comes from. And you will get a handcrafted, hand-pressed, homemade, fucking salt-of-the-streets t-shirt shipped out via Donovan's hands with the same paper, the brown paper that he takes notes with and works with to every day. <laughs> to Dubai. To Dubai. You can have it. Yeah. I don't care where the fuck you are. All right? Send I know a switcher to Dubai. I know the homies ship all over the world. We, if you could ship to Israel, you can ship to Dubai. I can, ship, I can totally ship it to Dubai. That's not a problem. So. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. It's you can put it. my P.O. box down. How about that? Um, if I ship it from work, it's probably cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> so. Guess the line. Free t-shirt. <laughs> funny. Well, at, the, at the end of the day if you're going to go out to eat something bad happens if I always fail fill out a comment card Claire was a real dick <laughs> I can't agree with that because the only Claire I know was an angel <laughs> oh my god